across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Evening to listener, this is Ian Lee. It's a bank holiday, so we're going to talk about monkeys being shot. We're going to talk about, um, yesies being shot. And we're going to talk about Alan Caddick being shot. If you want to be the first caller of the night tonight, um, th- I would dial now. I can see a Mr Caddick calling in already. 0844 499 Ian Lee, Talk Radio, Tar. Late night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is the thing. We don't know if the microphones are on or not. This is a very dangerous situation. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Catherine Boyle is in the studio. Um, I don't know what the hell is going to this, uh, is happening to this place. I, I believe the term is going... Why is the, where is the phrase going to the dogs comes from? I, I guess it's like, you know, scraps from the table. What you chuck to the dogs. No. All right. Um, I reckon it's to do with dog racing, going to the... Everything's yeah, but going that's to, good. Well, it's not, People though, People like is it? that. Well, they do like it. Here's the thing, right? I'd have shot that monkey straight away. It's not a monkey, it's an ape. It doesn't matter. I'd have shot that monkey immediately. The, um, that's all I needed, that's fine, don't worry about it. And, and the text number, just put the text number down, I don't need all the, um... 
that basically the studio, the brand new studio is, has ballsed up, so the lights don't come on when I talk, and there's, there's just the number, Ed, it's all I need is the number, that's all I need is the number, uh, and the, um, screen that would have the information on that, perhaps I should have learnt, mm. um, has, um, has, has disappeared. But if my four-year-old was being grabbed by a monkey, give me the gun, I'd, I'd have gone in there and, and, and I would have, I would have jumped in there and fought it. Um, but there's, there's a petition, over 200,000 people have signed a petition saying the parents should be charged with, like, manslaughter or something. Now, listen, I don't know what happened, but, <laughs> so that gives, that makes me perfectly qualified to comment if I were doing it on Twitter. I don't know what happened, I don't know how the kid got in, hang on a second, just bear with me. Hello, line one! <laughs> Elaine? Oh, hit, hit, hit! Oh, for crying out loud... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was line one. Well, well it, 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 it doesn't really matter. It's a metaphorical line one. <laughs> you had the chance there, Elaine, to be first caller of the night. Oh, no. And there was like a 15-second a, a delay. Oh, no, but I tweeted you earlier and said I was thinking of calling for the first time. I've never phoned a radio show, so... Well, I'm really sorry, Elaine, but your first call is, is drenched in shame. I know, and you're, that was what you're, <laughs> you're 15 <laughs> seconds slower than a caddick. <laughs> Imagine such a thing! Imagine <laughs> such a thing! Well, your 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 call your call is drenched in shame, but we might be able to turn it around. We might be able to wipe some yeah, of the shame okay. off. But but Alan was the first call of the night, so good evening, yeah. Alan. Good evening, Ian. How are you, boss? Not that bad. I remember you asked me a question on Friday. What was the question I asked you on Friday? It was probably just to get rid of you, but who is your mom's most favourite? Who is your mom's least favourite? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Alan's got yeah. three brothers. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Yeah, three brothers, there's four of you. And he's got a mum. And I wanted to know who was the mum's favourite and who was the mum's least favourite. Didn't care about second or third. They're insignificant to me. So let's start, Alan. Who is the least favourite? That would be me. Oh! Oh! Never a guest. You're, why? The baby of the bunch. But, so the baby is, because normally... Usually the baby's the one that's spoiled rotten. Yeah, exactly. The baby is normally the one that everybody, that everybody loves. Well, apart from the brothers. The baby is my favourite in my family. All right. So who's the favourite then, Alan? It's a tough-up. It's a two-way tie. Blimey. Okay, between whom? Robert and Stephen. Robert and Stephen. Right, okay, well here's the question you need to ask your mum tomorrow, right? Yeah. If the house is on fire, and she can only say, she only had time, both of your brothers were incapacitated, right? They'd had, um, um, serious leg injuries, so who they couldn't- Who would she say first? Who, no, she can only save one, it's not even who would she save first. Which one would she save? Oh, that's an interesting thing to ponder over the It's not, this isn't too, this isn't too taxing on your poor mum, is it? Well, she's still recovering. Okay, we're not. We're yeah, not. But she's got lots of time to think about this stuff, hasn't she? We're not hindering her recovery, are we, Alan? By by, by putting these traumatic um, uh, stories in, in her head. No. No, but she's only just got the family back together, like. Yeah. Really what a shame to lose one of them in a house fire! But she's going to have to, Alan. Which one will it be? Can you tell us tomorrow? Yeah, of course, I'm wondering what we've got tonight. Well, I don't, well, what we've got, Alan, is you need to go and get yourself a new phone, because I can't hear a bloody word you're saying. What we've got tonight is we have, um, an inaugural phone call from a brand new caller. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Elaine calling from, I believe, Reading in Berkshire. Is that correct, Elaine? Uh, Wokingham. 
<laughs> little bit posher. It <laughs> says Reading posher. on the screen, so that's what we have to, um... Yes. That's what we have to go for. How long yes. have you been listening, Elaine? Um, this is the first time I've ever listened to one of your radio shows. This, this new show, I started from the beginning. But I, the, 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 my only experience of you was on Big Brother's Bit on the Site. Okay, oh, with Rylan. Okay, the thing. Yeah, but so, but you've but you've so you've been listening to this radio show f- since it started, or day one. Yes. Wowzers. Okay. Well, that's that's an unusual routine. Is most of the listeners that that, that I get have have been listening. They 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 ignore the TV stuff. They don't like the TV stuff. Yeah. They like the radio stuff. Yes, it takes a lot to get me away from the TV. So well done. Well, no, well done you because because here's the thing, right? Um, I, I, I've, I've said this a lot. I don't really watch much TV anymore. TV is pretty rotten, isn't it, Elaine? There's nothing really. Mm, oh. Yes. Well, no, but you, you, you ummed as though there were stuff yeah, on TV. I'm to think, what do I actually watch on the TV? <laughs> Which says it all really. Well, there's it? nothing, is there? And do you know what? I've really, I, I made myself, because I've been watching a bit of Netflix, I made myself watch, um, two DVDs over the weekend. Our internet was down, and I'll tell you why our internet was down. Everyone's mm. going, can't get the internet to work, can't get the internet to work. Do you know what happened, Elaine? Yeah, no. No? Yeah, no. What? Catherine, do you know what happened? Someone pulled the plug out. The dog had chewed the cable. Oh, that little swine. Connecting the. She chewed the internet. She'd eaten the internet, basically. The dog had eaten the internet. So I had to buy a new internet lead and plug it in. So we didn't have internet over the weekend. It was flipping brilliant. I watched the DVD. I dug through my DVDs and watched the DVD I'd not seen for about 10 years, a documentary about Brian Wilson. And then last night, I was sat there going, whoa, what am I going to do? Oh, and I remembered, Elaine, I bought myself a film um, in Asda for three quid called Flight 1942. And why was it only three pounds? Is it because it was so popular they could afford to take the hit? It must be, because it was brilliant, right? It was a time travel film, Elaine. Oh, oh, and things have come on a pace since this weekend. You know I'm writing a book? Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing two books now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. Well. I am, well, I'm writing one book. I'm writing the book. Two chapters done now. I need to get a third. Then we can start touting it around to publishers to sell. the monkey's book? No, no, no. Well, thank you. You reminded me. I'm writing oh. three books now. No, you're not. You're actually <laughs> writing one. You've got two in your head. No, no, no. I'm right. Well, I've stopped writing one to write the book, yes. which I've, I've written two chapters of. Mm-hmm. But then uh, th- today I emailed a publisher about the third book, which mm-hmm. is going to be, um, all of the greatest, and by greatest I mean all of the worst time travel movies ever. A compendium of all of the worst time travel movies in book form. A small science fiction publisher has expressed an interest in publishing me. He's going to get back to are me there, on Wednesday. Are there that many films that are time travelling? Yes. I've only seen Back to the Future. Well, well, that, that isn't even going to be in it. I said in the email, Back to the Future and Terminator isn't even going to be in it. No. Tell you what's going to be in it. Um, Time Crimes. Have you watched it yet? No. no. Okay. I will. I'll watch it tomorrow. I lent it to Catherine the other day. She's, cause she, it's in Spanish, so she'll like it. So Time Crimes. Um, Predestination. Um, Primer. No, the, the Philadelphia Experiment. No. Based on a true story. Philadelphia Experiment is based on a true story, right? In 1942, they, uh, the Americans were trying to make, uh, um, uh, a ship that was radar invisible. Right. Okay. And this is a true story. And the Philadelphia Experiment is a real thing. 
they may have exp- they may have slightly stretched the story to make it appropriate for a movie right but so the philadelphia experiment is a real thing right where they were trying to in philadelphia make a machine that would make a ship radar invisible now when they turned the machine on right the ship disappeared literally disappeared from radar and from the sea it ended up in like a sort of um a, a, a portal but two of the sailors is this still true I, I'll tell you when. I'll tell you, Elaine, when I think the the filmmakers made things up. Right, and it's not yeah. yet. So the ship's spinning around, and two of the sailors jump over the ship, and they end up not in 1942, but in 1985. By coincidence, the year the film was made. Um, and um, uh, this is where I think they made it up. Is one of the men goes back, and one of the men stays there, and then he they meet each other when one of them's. Old, old or something. Yeah, so the one that went back is going to be old. Something like that. So that's based on a true story. Uh, and also, this this film last night, Flight 1942. Guess what happens, Elaine? Uh, the aeroplane goes back in time. To? Uh, World War Two. Yeah, what year? 1940. It's called Flight 1942. 42? Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't. It goes back to 1940. That's the confusing thing. Uh... Uh, it goes back to 1940. It is brilliant, right? And there's going to be a big bit in the, this book about how in th- the best time travel films are the ones where people accept that they've travelled through time or they're meeting a time traveller immediately, right? It's like there's always a scene where someone's making love to someone, right? And they go, I've got something to tell you. Oh, yeah, what's that? I'm from uh, 200 years in the but future. But while they're doing it? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. Flipping out, very trappy, got, I'm, aren't they? I'm, I'm from 200 years in the future. And they go... Oh, wow, brilliant. And they accept it. You'll accept anything and at in that no- time. And in this film, ni- uh, Flight 1942, right, they're on a plane, right, and they go, it's such a good film, they go through a storm, and then they go and all their instruments are dead, right, except for the radar, again, the radar. And so they duck beneath the clouds to see where they are, and they see, like, the bombing, um, like, the bombing of um, France by the Luftwaffe, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get loads of dogfights between Messerschmitts and Fokkers, and this, it's a jumbo jet! And the Messerschmitts are keeping up with the Jumbo Jet. Messerschmitt can do 348 tops, Jumbo Jet 641. I didn't think there was much bombing of France. I thought France just rolled well, over. Well, maybe it was France. It doesn't matter. They were bombing some Italy. I, mean, I don't know where it was. They are bombing somewhere, right? And then some of the passengers work out what's happened, right? Yeah. And this guy stands up and says, Everyone, everyone, the captain's not telling you the truth. We've gone back in time to 1940, but... This is our chance to be Stop. here. Stop. How would he know it was 1940 specifically? Because there were two historians on there who'd worked out from the battle oh, and the coastline okay, to where they were, right? But they, had, they also they had a Hitler book, right? They had a Hitler book. <laughs> and this, so this guy's looking at the Hitler book and he goes, with this Hitler book, <laughs> we can kill Hitler, right? And we can end the war. This is our chance to be heroes. Think of the lives we'll save, right? And everyone's going, yeah, we're going to kill Hitler. And then there are two... How uh, are they going to kill Hitler? They were going to land the plane. They'd, they'd know where he was. Because they had the, the, the history book. book. Right, right, yeah. So, and then t- there were two GIs on the plane. Mm. And they beat this guy up. Right? And there's like a fight. There's a little fight going on. They said... And the GIs, considering they were American soldiers, they were quite Thoughtful. bright. Mm. They said, we cannot land this plane. Everyone had accepted instantly they'd gone back in time. Right? <laughs> a bloke on an airplane said we'd gone back in time. Everybody instantly... Oh, wait, 444991000, by the way. Were they all Americans? <laughs> well! Oh! Oh! She's good, Elaine! Are you still with us, Elaine? Yeah, yeah, I've got stage fright. I bet you're wishing you never called in now, aren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. No? no, I'm not. No, no. it's good. <laughs> right. Give it so, time, you will. So the um, the soldier said, we can't land this plane. Because mm. if we muff up killing Hitler, 
<laughs> and he gets this history book, well then, he, he, he'll, he'll win the war. He'll have to accept that it's definitely from the future and it's truthful. Exactly, well... Which he will then, straight then, away. But no, but then, but then right, then, the, the, the pilots are on the plane going, we're, we're in big trouble, can anyone hear us? And then you hear this voice going, yes, hello, this is Britain. <laughs> It was a kid. It was a kid in the army. Right? What? It was the dad kids in the. It was only a kid, right? Kids in the army, and they the the, the pilot said, "You're going to find this really hard to believe, but we think we've travelled from the future to not. What what year is it? 1940. Go. Oh no, we've travelled from the future. And the kid goes, "Okay, how can we help? Yep, fair enough. Just accepts it. And then what they do is they drop off. They they disconnect the radar from the plane. They drop it off. So they give radar. They think that they. Inv- the pilots think that they invented radar by giving it to the um, the British forces, right? But then who actually invented radar? So it's a paradox. And then there was another storm, and they flew back through it, back to the back to the future. And that was the end of that? No. Because there was a mysterious guy at the back, a mysterious <laughs> old guy at the back of the plane. <laughs> right. He'd been taking notes all through the flight, right? Do you know who that guy was, Elaine? At the back of the plane, taking notes. Yeah, it was right. an old. It was an old English oh, guy. I know. Uh, no, he was the kid on the end of the thing. He was the kid at the end of the thing. I mean, uh, admittedly, he was only about sixty, and he would have had to have been like ninety mm. to to. But uh, and it was, and that was it. It was a good film. It Elaine. sounds like. Well, where did nineteen forty-two come into it then? Well, it was the, it was flight forty-two. Is one of those films... Here we go. This is tonight's show. Thank you, Elaine. I knew we'd get there. <laughs> films that have different <laughs> names in different countries. For example, we've all seen the um, classic James Belushi movie, um, Filofax. It was on a lot in the 80s and the 90s. Filofax. Guy loses his Filofax. He's screwed. Well, in America, it's called Taking Care of Business. Hence the music, Taking Care of Business, oh. at the end. So, that's what we're going to do, Elaine. Oh, I know. I saw one. Go on. There was one starring Elizabeth Shue. Remember her from the 80s? Yeah, she was uh, She was quite you know, a big kind of romantic yep. lead actress. Yeah. I saw a film on a party, when we all went to the cinema, because we were getting a bit older, called A Night on the Town. It was also called adventures in babysitting there we go you see i've, I've heard of adventures in babysitting yeah, yeah apparently in america it's called a night on the town outrageous elaine that was your first call how did it feel well it was terrifying much more scary than i thought oh christ um <laughs> not you it's not you it's me yeah well oh God. And, it sounds like we're, um, sounds like we're splitting you up before haven't you sounds like and you're I breaking up with me to recover from my shame there's no your your shame has been wiped from your shoulders but by, by you, well, you came up with the topic of films that got different names in different countries that's yeah. golden yeah. elaine and I was going to phone in about my squirrel. Go on, oh, tell us. Tell us. Well, t- hang on a minute. Tell us after this, please. We um, we have yet to find out the results of the um, survey that Paul Ross was carrying out today. What is your favourite decade out of the 1960s and the 1970s? We, we, I don't know if anybody has the results from that or not, but I'd be very, very keen to hear. But before, before we go any further, and boy, it's a busy show tonight. And do you know what? I think tonight we're going to do a spooky show. Yeah. Let's do a spooky show because we got we got some audio from Howard Hughes's uh, Bullshine show last night, <laughs> and for those who who listened to it, um, it really was um, utter bullshine, but wonderful. Howard's coming on on Monday, next Monday. I emailed him, emailed him, and I've texted David Ike's son. Yeah, that's, those are the kind of circles I'm moving. Um, we'll have a but let's have a spooky show tonight. Let's have a spook. Let's 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 put it all out there. Let's let's pretend. Right, I'm going to pretend that ghosts and goblins and ghoulies 
are real, right? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is real. Phone in with your stories. I had an unexplained thing happen to me, and I don't really believe in ghosts, but I can't, I can't explain it. Yeah. Okay. Me and my friend. Very, we haven't forgotten. Elaine's going to tell us about a squirrel as well. In a oh, minute. I can't wait. For and that. there's a dead rat in my garden, but that's by the by. Gosh. Yeah. Walking home along a dark path with my French pen friend. Dark after passage. Carter. Dark. Was it in France? No, it was in England. An English dark yeah, passage. On the way to my mum's house. Right? Your mum's dark passage. Yes. You're walking up, you're, you're entering your mum's, I'm entering your mum's dark passage. Strange man behind me. Yeah, there would be, there's a queue. <laughs> Flipping heck. <laughs> oh, I've made myself laugh at oh, the I'm glad you're laughing, you won't be laughing in a minute. That's a feel to that, go on. So, we're walking along, this fella's behind us, and yeah. he's getting closer and closer, and he's just right. a bit too close. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we... We were about 13. Me, me and Celine broke into a bit of a jog. He started running as well. Uh-oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. At this point, we're running along this path, and there's nothing... There, there is... There's no way back from this path. You no, have to see for, for for a good, I would say, yeah. 200 metres, okay. right? So we finally get to my mum... We, we leg it, and he's right behind us. We can hear him right behind us running. <laughs> Was it you? And then we turn around when we get to the front door. No one there. And he'd been right, sort of proper bearing down on us. Those paedophiles are very, very quick. And they hide in plain sight. <laughs> Possibly. Well, uh, I can only say he must have been a pedo ghost. It'll, it'll, it, well, well. <laughs> imagine, imagine if your house was haunted by Jimmy Savile. Oh, God. Oh, oh dear. Got a ghost. That's brilliant. Who is he? Well, no, it's... Uh, go on, let's get... We'll come around. No, no. Let's get the papers. I'd, I'd really rather not... Dr- Who is it? Uh, we're being haunted by Jimmy Savile. Oh, blimey. That would be awful, wouldn't it? Of all the ghosts in all the world. Someone has to be. 0844 499 is the phone number. Ever been haunted by Jimmy Savile? Tell us your haunted stories or your squirrel stories, Elaine. Well, now I've got a Jimmy Savile story, too. Oh, back, oh she's well, full of them. <laughs> there we go. Go on. Let's well, have I a squirrel. F- Cro- I grew up in Crowthorne, where Broadmoor Hospital is. Oh, blimey. Yeah. And, like, I was born in 1960. Oh, dear. So, um, at senior school in the seventies, um, there was a girl in my class, and her uh, father was Jimmy, one of Jimmy Savile's chauffeurs. Yeah. And looking back, I just always remember how withdrawn this girl was. Yeah, never, well, never well, spoke to anyone, yeah, and well, you know. Now I'm wondering. Now you, exactly, and, and isn't it? And, and on a serious note. Yeah. Um, now that we know more about um, uh, 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 abuse and uh, people who have been abused, mm. wasn't there always a quiet, pale-looking child at the back of the class? That well, yeah, because we... I was one of them as well. But and some of them were pale and quiet just because they were pale and quiet. But quite yeah. often they're pale and quiet, and we we'll, we'll get teased of being pale and quiet. And you, I look back now, thinking, yeah. oh, what was going on with that in that well, person's life? Yeah, because that was me. Because I grew up in an abusive home. There was no mm. sexual abuse, thank oh. God. But I grew up with abusive parents. And I was very, very withdrawn. Uh, um, wh- wh- when you say abusive, how, what do you mean? Like verbally or physically? Uh, verbally, or? Yeah. Um, emotionally, spiritually, I like to say, because it's yeah. like they tried to destroy my soul, you know. Mm. And school was a terrifying place for me because I couldn't socialise, I couldn't... I could barely speak. Did, did you get teased for being that quiet kid? Because I must admit, in primary oh. school, I teased kids for being the, the quiet kids, as kids Funny do. Funny enough, I didn't, and I used to think... Why aren't I getting bullied? Because wow. I should be. <laughs> and I, I wasn't really. I, I think I was so quiet and that 
You're invisible. They literally couldn't see me. Yeah. You know, but I, when I did notice this girl was quite awesome. Maybe that's why I noticed her because. Yeah, yeah. And um, looking back though, yeah, she didn't really connect with anyone like I didn't. And with and that that closer connection to uh, to Savile, you kind of have to wonder if there was something, um, you know, highly inappropriate going on. Going on with her because he had contact. He could have had contact through. I mean, I also met him myself because. <laughs> Um, the road I lived in was about a mile from Broadmoor and um, it's kind of a long road. I was down the bottom playing with my friends one day and we saw someone coming down on a bike and we noticed the white hair. Yeah. And I remember saying, that, that's Jimmy Savile, that's Jimmy Savile, because we, you think, thought he was great then if you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, of course, it was Jimmy Savile. He was a hero. He was like Father Christmas, wasn't he? Flipping out. And um, he cycled right down up to us. I think there was me and two of my other friends and he just sort of, he just seemed okay, he chatted yeah. and gave us a little bit of his time. And then he went in this house and it turned out it was his great aunt's house. Mm. And we were standing right outside it. So, of course, looking back, it wasn't an opportunity for him to, you know... Yes, yeah, yeah, to, to have his, have his, uh, his yeah. evil, uh, evil way. Blimey. Um, does make you think, doesn't it? About, I mean, I, I, I've said this yeah. before. I've got a lot of shame around my behaviour in school because I did in, in grammar school as well. I was a bit of a bully. I was, I was in the middle yeah. of the bullying chain, so I would get bullied by the kids older than me. And so, to cover up my shame and, and, yeah. and self hatred, I would bully other kids. And I did some yeah. really, really, really horrid, nasty Which is things. What happens, doesn't it? But I had yeah. zero confidence. I think you need a bit of confidence yeah. to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's a weird mix of low self esteem and, yeah. and arrogance combined. And yeah. it, it comes out for me. It came out like that, and it's horrible. Hey, like, we're going to get. Are we going to get to the squirrel story? Well, well, this is a great first call, by the way. <laughs> Um, the squirrel, my, my cat brought a live squirrel in the house Friday morning. Yeah. It's been sleeping in my son's bedroom. This will be the fourth night tonight while my son sleeps downstairs. I've spoken to various, um, um, what do you call them? They get rid of the rats and the vermin. Um, uh, Pest uh, controllers. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we go. Um, for advice. And, and apparently they will go out an upstairs window. So I've got sash windows. So I opened the window the very first evening. And this yeah. guy said, yeah, just sit outside with a drink and you'll see it come out. Of course, it didn't leave. No. So for 24 hours, it hadn't eaten or drunk the next morning. And it was, and it was going, like that. that sounds oh, the sound rings about. Keep listening because we've got audio of, of 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 a very similar sound <laughs> coming up later on. We really have. But. Yeah, this is a squirrel. So um, I opened the window six thirty in the morning. I thought it's starving now. It hasn't had a drink. Yeah. It's bound to leave. Yeah. No, must like. Couldn't? Did you yeah. never think of stoving its head in with a brick? Oh, Ian. No. Or like that I monkey shooting it. I did consider getting them in to shoot it with a pellet gun. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought, okay. Uh, I've got to give it a drink of water now, because I felt so bad. Did you give it a cup? <laughs> no, I gave it... I'll tell you what, my son tried to pick it up the first morning, and it ran up his arm, Ooh. and I've since been told they go for the face. Yeah, yeah, of course, the face or the balls. <laughs> well, I'm okay there, so I yeah. went in the room and uh, tried to move it at one point, but yeah. I didn't have the window open, and it, and it ran up the wall, ran up the curtain, and then went under a unit, and... Um, so is it, hang on, is, this, is this squirrel still in your house? It's still in my, in my son's bedroom. How long ago was this? Friday morning. Oh, mate, flipping it. It's gonna die in there. Well, I, I or breed, or it could be pregnant, it could be... It wouldn't die. It could be pregnant, it could be having babies. I know. 
So I've got the window open all night tonight. Well, it actually, it's actually come out now and eaten. I put some peanut butter down. Mate, it ain't going yeah. nowhere. It's, it's a lodger. It's staying, it's <laughs> found somewhere warm. It's sitting in your son's bed watching the telly. <laughs> no, we've brought the mattress and the bedding down, so he oh hasn't got God. the luxury of that. You've but moved out of your house and home because there are squirrel squatters have yeah, taken up think. residence there. Elaine, listen, as the first call goes... That was brilliant. Thank you, Elaine. Well, I hope we get to speak again. 0844 499 1000. You can't, um, I don't think you're allowed to move squirrels, are you? Yeah, you are. It's bats you can't move. Well, they're similar. Some squirrels can fly. Well, yeah. they don't fly. They have wings, though, don't they? They've some got, squirrels have wings. They've got bingo wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, ooh, did I miss the table there. I, um, we're going on a bat hunt at the weekend. Oh. Saturday night. When it gets, we've got woods near us, right? And I know there's some trees where some owls live in, so we're going to go there. It gets dark about nine, so at quarter to nine, we're going to go over there with torches and sandwiches and, like, chocolates and stuff. And we're going to go for a walk through the woods and try and find some bats and owls. Sounds like a good idea. You're not invited. Well, it's the public woods. Well, well, <laughs> ah, you don't know what entrance I'm going to use. <laughs> okay, so tonight's show, it's Monday, it's a bank holiday. I was expecting no phone calls. We've got loads. E come the water. We've got loads of phone calls, so I'm not going to give out the phone number for a bit. If you know it, call. You will be answered by Ian, and he will he will call you and put you through. But I'm not going to give it out for a bit because we've got loads of loads of um, calls coming up. So uh, we, we listened to Howard Hughes last night on Sunday Night Show. I like a bit of Howard. I missed it. I went to bed at half six. Out cold. Wow. Gone. Wowzers. Mm-hmm. Well, I stayed up and watched Flight 1942, and then I listened to a bit of Howard whilst I was. Um, is it illegal what to was stream? The further fetch? Is it illegal to stream a movie on Periscope? Because that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was doing a, a director's commentary yeah. for Flight 1942. Follow me on Periscope, and you can. When I get really bored, um, you you can watch me. You can watch the TV that I'm watching and listen to me doing it. It was good. Yeah, good director's commentary. Um, well, all I really heard on Howard's show last night was talk of um, Sasquatch. <laughs> Say that again. Sasquatch. The Bigfoot, you mean? It was a sus- it was a Sasquatch special. <laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> right. Now, Sasquatch, you may know him as Bigfoot. You, you may know him as Ye- the Yeti. No, or- Yeti's different. No, no, no. Yeti Yeti's and abom- called su- Sasquatch. An abominable snowman. They're the same, they're the same, they're from the same family. What, of a great, of ape men. And Howard, um, Howard's coming on a week Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And he knows my take on this stuff. I, I sent him an email I think saying, everyone knows your take on I it. I sent him an email saying, I really love your show, but I think it's all rubbish. <laughs> but I love it. And it is a great listen. Perfect Sunday night listen. Better than that rubbish they're doing all the other stations about Brexit and EU and stuff. It's uh, such a good listen, right? But it's all rubbish. Apart from the aliens. I believe the alien stuff. Mm. Um, so this guy was talking about Sasquatch, right? And, um, he was brilliant. He was absolutely... <laughs> what you say brilliant? He was br- He was brilliant! He had, um, a clip. He had some audio of Sasquatch talking. <laughs> and it sounded much like Elaine's squirrel. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Oh, hang on, where is it? Where would it be? Oh. Oh. Why don't you play? What's going on here? <sighs> Ooh, now this... mysterious. This is spooky, because there's no reason why this isn't playing. Right, okay. This is this is this is actually proper spooky shiz now. Now we've now now, uh, Craig, we've we've entered something very, very spooky and it's not just um Cass Mum's Dark Passage. <laughs> this, oh this is very hang on. Can you leave my mum's passage out of it for I me? I can't. Here on. Uh, right, hang on a minute. Let's, let's see if we can get this to work. 
Right, here we go, here we go. This, this, um, here we go, here we go. We've got some recordings that you've made, uh, some audio clips. So let's hear the first of those now. Okay. So <laughs> All right, Ron, that gives us an idea of the kind of noises that they make. What was going on there? We think there were two of them uh, and arguing about the food with each other. Of course they were. Of course they were, mate. Of course they were. You can hear them if you listen very carefully say, no, that's my donut. Uh, this guy has spent um, f over 50 years Making of his life. Up. No, no. Well, yeah. he has spent over 50 years of his life pursuing, pursuing this stuff, Craig. Pursuing Sasquatch. Yeah, like the $6 million man did. The $6 million man didn't pursue Sasquatch. He did. He did not, but he never pursued Sasquatch. He did. He had a battle with Sasquatch. I think it was a two-episode special. Did he really? <laughs> oh yeah. Is that is that true? Or are you winding me up? No, I wouldn't make that up. Six and Craig, when Sasquatch was being fought by man. the six million dollar man, oh hang on, it did he make those noises? Uh, probably. I was very small. Here we go. Um, this is, is hang on a minute. There's a clip here. It says Steve Austin versus Bigfoot. <laughs> 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 hang on a minute. He's doing his x-ray eyes, zooming in. He's seen Some something through the woods. It's his Lee Majors. Go it's, not, it's not lust in a Sasquatch's eyes. <laughs> Flipping it! He's about to have a fight with Sasquatch! Let's Here jump he forward. He's, um... Oh, he's wisecracking to the... Flip! And what's the noise? That... That's not Sasquatch, that's just a man with long hair. Um, okay. Well, the, the thing is, right, and that actually makes sense. If Steve Austin is fighting Sasquatch, that actually makes sense, right? Because did you, did you listen to Howard's show last night, Craig? No, I was watching you. Oh, did you watch there. the film? It was a good film, wasn't it? Yeah, Flight yeah, 1942. Yeah. Um, well, it makes sense that Steve Austin is fighting Sasquatch. Because listen to what this expert thinks Sasquatch is up to, right? <laughs> listen to this. Well, they stay hidden in the woods for some reason, and uh, they're bigger, stronger, yeah. stealthy, and sapient. So, what they, you know, they could what they they're to? either here to, and I think there's good ones and bad ones, let me get through that out of the way right quick, but they're either here to help us or to war with us. It's they're either here to help us or to war with us. To help us with what? To, well, with, our, with our sentence construction. <laughs> they are here to war with us, Craig. Sasquatch is here to war with us. So the six million dollar man, in many ways, it was probably, that program was, pro that episode was probably written by the Illuminati trying to soften us up mm. for when the, the actual war between human uh, versus Yeti takes place. Scared me, for sure. Well, well, it's meant to, mate. It's meant to. Just think, in, in 20 years time, right, we'll all be slaves to our Yeti masters. <laughs> We'll all be enslaved to the Yeti masters. That's going to happen, Craig. And it's your, um, it's your fault, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It's your fault. A twist on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A twist on mm. it. Twist on it. Basically, this is actually what's going to happen, mate. We're all screwed. Hey, what are you called in for, Craig? So, uh, I was going to talk about sci-fi movies. Yes, why the hell not? Squirrels are vermin, and you can't release them if you can't, if you Thank find you. One. That's what I said. You can't, I said that. Well, you can't. What did you, you call me? You can't. Oh, yeah. no, you can't. But you, you have to kill them. Well, you 
You just learn, you just can't, technically, if you find an injured one, you can't release it back. Technically, you're not allowed to kill them either, are you, Craig? You need a licence. So they've got to live in your house forever? Yeah. Well, I think you phone pest control and they Oh, now this sounds like a, a ruse cooked up by the uh, oh, squirrel catcher. What are you talking about? You think the squirrel... Well, grey squirrels, they don't mind the red ones. But oh. grey squirrels are invasive, aren't they? The, gra- the grey squirrels came it. over here and gave the red squirrels AIDS, didn't they? <laughs> they, they did, didn't they? They punched their lights out. Didn't they give them AIDS or something? <laughs> they, they did. I'm sure the, squir- the grey squir- squirrels came from America, um, and, and they gave the red squirrels AIDS and I didn't know there was out. any AIDS involved. Something like that. I yeah, yeah. just got a bit punchy. Yeah, yeah, no, they, and they wiped them out. We used to see a lot of, um, squirrel nutkins when we used to, when I was a little boy, Burnham Beaches, we used to drive over there on the way to school and we'd, we'd see the squirrels. I've never seen a red squirrel. Yeah, well, and that's because they all got AIDS. Yeah, I'm sure that's angle, true. See? But that's an island, so... Yeah, they're on an island. And if you were to release two grey squirrels <laughs> on Anglesey within 18 months, there'd be no red squirrels, there'd only be grey ones. I've been to Anglesey, I didn't see any reds. Well, they're very rare. Well, obvious. Like yeah. shinies. So like t- what? Shinies? Shinies are football well, stickers. stickers, yeah. <laughs> so, they are. Um, the shinies? Excellent. Yeah. Got it, got it, need it, got it. Oh, okay. Shiny! Um, what about steelies? Oh no, what's that? Marbles, isn't it? Oh, right. The metal marble, the metal ball bearings, basically. Yeah. Oh. I used to have loads of those because me uh, auntie used to work at Bearing Mark. Here's the thing, right? Mm? Here's the thing. Uh, do we, don't talk, we don't talk about school um, on this show very often, but we had seasons. Remember seasons at school? So you have conquer season. Conquer now, obviously, season. that's d- d- decided by God, right? Conquer season. But then we had, we had marble season. And marble season, I think, was in the run up to summer. And just uh, on, on one day, without any words, all of the kids would come in with marbles. Yeah. And we had like a brick wall in the middle of, um, it was like a, um, we lost the caller there. It, I don't know, that was, oh, it was, that was Nigel. Um, so, no great loss. No, I'm joking. We had like this sort of, um, brick wall in the playground where we play Space Invaders with a tennis ball. But then when it was marble season, everyone would ste- set up little stalls, right? And you'd set up, um, like maybe five marbles balanced on top of each other. Or ten, mm. or two, if you're feeling tight, and you would uh, people would come and they'd look, they'd walk down and look at the different marbles. Go, oh, that's, a, that's a, can I play this? Yeah, I'm only taking chinas. You know the chinas. Chinas one with the eyes in. No, the chi- no, no, no. Chinas are the white ones. Right. So yes, yeah, so chinas are valuable. Steelies were the best, right? Chinas, what were the eye ones? They coming? were just y- usual. They were just like y- your bog standard m- um, marbles, right? So we're only taking chinas, right? So, oh, that's too pricey for me. See, and then you'd have to buzz the marbles down. If you knock the stand down, you got to keep all the marbles. Boom. And if you didn't knock it down, they kept the marbles that went past. Was it mostly boys? No, girls were into it as well. I did had marbles did... a bit, but not so much. Did you have? Um, did you have marble season, Craig? Yeah, we had Alley Lane where we played ours. Alley Lane, same same games. Well, we would play where you threw it and you had to hit each other, and if you had a double, you had to hit it twice, and you had malts. Yeah. Uh, what were malts? Were, were they the white ones? They were white ones with um, yeah, chi- colour in them. They're Chinas, mate. The Chinas. Yeah. We had a different name for Chinas. They weren't politically correct. Oh. Okay. Close enough, though. Yeah. Okay. I get. We get the point. We get the point. Um, but yeah, the Chinas were more like they were more. I don't know, sort of stony than oh. Chinery. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. The malts we tried. I think the ones you call Chinas, we called malts because I guess they were like. They were the, the Chinas were white. And yeah. they had, like, pattern on it. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that would have been China. Uh, that would have been our malts. Right. And then there was a different one again then. And there was, like, solid black ones as well. And you'd always get a kid, you'd always get a kid that would come in whose dad was, like, an engineer or a mechanic, and he'd bring in a massive steely that was, like, the size of a golf ball. That would be me, because my auntie. Flipping it. Well, Craig... uh, Yeah, well, Craig, listen, thank you for that. We've lost Nigel, he's had to go and have his dinner. Oh, what a shame. Oh, wait for... Oh, no, I'm not giving out the number. Matt, who I once defeated uh, when I wrestled a listener at another radio station, mm-hmm. and ever since then, and this was years ago, and ever since then he's been sucking up to me because I'm. It, I, it was um, I destroyed him basically, and he's been sucking up to me. He makes a good point. Um, cat's eyes—they're the clear marbles. They'd be the marble equivalent of pawns in chess, so they're just worth one. Yeah, they're yeah, worth. yeah. China's throw only, away. China's worth about three, and a, 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 a steely is is worth about five. Blimey. Um, gosh, we, uh, let's go to Ray. Hello, Ray. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Uh, you okay tonight, the two of you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Fantastic. I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I've decided, Ray, 40, 43 next week, mate, 43 next week, and, oh, well, um, it I'll is, it. well, yeah, it, it, what's it like? Uh, pfft. Yeah. been 42, really. I am fat and I'm out of breath. Right, and I, I, I'm sitting in these jeans that I've worn many, many times before, and I can't do the top button up. <laughs> and today I thought, right, damn it, Janet, this stops here. Same with like yeah. drinking and boozing and smoking and all those kind of things. They stopped when I was thirty. Thirty-one. Mm. Are you uh, at that stage where you uh, questioning whether to wear your over or under the belly? Whether what jeans? Um, you jeans. Know, oh, the jeans are under the jeans are under the belly. Yeah. Over the belly. Oh, the jeans are under the belly. So today. I'm starting to eat a little bit better. So, so for the next couple of weeks, bread and chocolate is gone, right? Yeah. I love potatoes, but I'm going to have to get rid of potatoes for a couple no, of weeks. No, just eat them early. Don't eat them late. Potatoes are, pa- are carbs. You're going to put on a lot of weight with potatoes. So that's... that's so r- is rice... Rice isn't going to put on weight, well, is it? carbs as well. Oh, jeez. What can I eat? Anyway, anyway, I didn't, haven't had any bread. I'm going to stop eating the muesli I'm eating, because I think it's packed full of sugar. Mm. Very sweet. So, no bread, no chocolate. Can definitely get rid of those. And I went for a run today, Ray. Mm. I tell you what, running, half hour work. And my poor it's little dog, she's only a Westie, she's only got tiny legs. And I took her over the woods. Um, and we went for, a, and I say run, if anyone had seen it, they would be hard pushed to use the R word to describe it it i mean run in the very very loosest sense of the word was it like more like a power walk it was well no i was doing the movements right but very very slowly and it really my calves hurt my calves hurt a lot um but i did it and we i, I was run, we went for about 25 minutes on and off running and walking running and walking so i, I don't have a hearty i don't want my first one to be a russell so um i did it and i went home and had a nice hot bath mm. and um i might do it again tomorrow but i didn't like it people say oh you get an endorphin rush but I, I always say this oh you get an endorphin rush it's great yeah. for depression you'll get an endorphin rush i've never had an endorphin rush from exercise ever when i used to go to the gym when i had a personal trainer when i used to be a sprinter and never ever have i had an endorphin rush from exercise i've mm. felt nothing but pain no pain no gain will gain this I, I felt- remember Robin Williams once saying that you know, doing a marathon was like taking drugs, you know, because of the endorphin rush. Well, I, I would rather take the drugs, but that, that that's not <laughs> going to get me fit. I've I've that's I've, I've done conducted experiments. That's not going to get me fit. So, 
And I don't want to get fit fit. I just want to, um, not be out of breath when I walk up the stairs. Yeah. I want to be able to run around my boys for, you know, a few minutes at a time without going, guys, I'm going to have to, have to sit down. You carry on without me. And I want to be able to fit into these jeans again. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Yeah. And it's partly the medicine I'm on. On these new pills that makes you hungry means you don't realise when you're full up. And I, I have read some people that, that suggest it might um, affect the way sugar is m- uh, metabolised. Metabolised. Thank you. In your body, it might it might convert sugar. It, it might do something to sugar. So in which case, I'm screwed. You are kind of a bottomless pit at the moment. Sorry. You are though, aren't you? I've got a bottom. Do you want to see my pit? <laughs> Not again. Uh, no, no. I, you're right. I don't know when I'm full no, up. Exactly. I don't know when and I'm that's, full that's up. That's not like you. You've not been like that for. A, no, 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 no. The whole so, time I've known you. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I went for a run, and, and but then right, loads of people on Twitter going, "Oh, running's bad for you." What? And when I mentioned I was doing sit-ups the other day, oh no, sit-ups. And I looked, I looked into sit-ups, right, because I thought that'd be a good way to slim off. It's not. Sit-ups are really bad for you. Are they? Yeah. Good. I'm glad I don't, don't do them. Then they don't tone you. They kind of, they don't, you know, I don't, they don't give you a six pack. Some of them want a six pack. But what they do is they kind of make like a round bulge. Oh. That's what they do to you. So I was doing sit ups for two weeks. Do it, it's pointless. So what the hell, what the hell am I supposed to do? What the hell is wrong with this country? Stop stuff in your Bloody face. Poles coming over here and stealing all of our work and all of that stuff, and now I'm getting fat. Anyway, Ray, what did you call in for? Uh, films with different names in different territories. Oh, yes, sir! Right, uh, do you remember back in 84 there was a film Breakdance? Um, uh, now, I remember the, f- now, that was Electric Boogaloo, wasn't it? Uh, Breakdance 2 was also known as Electric Boogaloo. Breakdance 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, but the original Breakdance, uh, it was only known as that over here, because in America it was called Breakin'. Oh, okay, Breakin', Breakin' with an apostrophe, no G, I'm assuming. That's right. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other film, um, well, one that I found very touching was Inside on Dancing, which elsewhere is known as Rory O'Shea was here. Inside on Dancing? That's oh, it's about someone who's very badly disabled, is that right? Yeah, the guy with, uh, uh, where he can only move his fingers. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, um, I watched a brilliant documentary about, I think it's Cannon Gate, which is the film company that made Electric Boogaloo. And mm. they made, if you can think of a crap film from the 80s, they made it. All the Chuck Norris films, um, a couple of Richard Chamberlain films. I think that, did they, no, Condor Man was Disney, I think. Um, and it's, it's, it's such a good documentary. Basically, these two Israeli guys who'd um made a fortune in israel with like these cheap sort of porkies type comedies and then they came over here and with with very little budget and just massive gohones they kind of bluffed their way into the film market and it's just when videos were taken off as well and they made so many films and then they then they <laughs> and then they fell at a br- they might have been brothers, or they were certainly business partners, and they made, for like 10 years, they made millions of dollars mm-hmm. making all these these films and made a fortune, right? Like Jean-Claude Van Damme films and stuff like that. Real low-budget stuff. Really but, excellent films. The popular stuff mm-hmm. with, with me, basically. And um, then they kind of went there, they fell out, right? And they went their separate ways, right? And, um, oh, that was it. Blimey! So, sorry? <laughs> hello? Sorry, sorry. What, what, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can what you was, hear me? Yeah, well, yeah, we can. <laughs> we heard everything. We heard everything, Ray. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even try and sneak it out. It was a <laughs> dumb <with> gusto. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I'm assuming it was you, not the missus. <laughs> <laughs> I really brought the 
front of the show down now. <laughs> gosh. Gosh, gosh, gosh. You are a very gassy man. Anyway, right, so these two guys decided... (laughs) I keep thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, that's going to haunt me now. That's going to haunt me for the rest of my days. Where where were you when Ray belched live on air? Um, So these two guys, right, they both both had acquired... They wanted to make a film about a new dance craze that was Mm. spreading the world, right, Mm. called the Lambada, right? Forbidden Dance. But one of them had bought the rights to the title Lambada, and one of them had bought the song The Lambada. Like Kayomi? Why not? Japanese fella, was it? Okay. Um, So they rushed... Oh, I spat at you then. (laughs) They rushed to release their film. So one was called Lambada, but didn't have the... (laughs) And the other one had... But didn't have the word Lambada. Right. They were both pony. But I remember those films coming out. Anyway, it's a really good documentary. Ray, thank you for that. Um, (laughs) Thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks for everything, Ray. Um, Enjoy your meal. We did. (laughs) (laughs) Oliver's on the line. Good evening, Oliver. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you, Oliver. A little bit shocked, but good. What have you got for us? (laughs) Um, no, just, um, do you remember the thing you did at Harper's Uni? I was the guy, one of the guys who followed you into the coffee shop. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, now remind me which guy you were, Oliver. I was the... Glasses, glasses. Yeah, it was glasses. Glasses. Not the one who worked at the student union. No, 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 the one with glasses. Is there any chance you could take us off speakerphone? Oh, sorry, yeah. No, it just sounds a bit pony, that's all. From our oh, Oliver, well, Oliver is, is, was one of the uh, people that has come and heard us uh, give give talks and stuff. And um, well, th- well, thank you, Oliver. You looked after us wonderfully that day. Oh well, I didn't really do anything. But That's true, actually. You were actually did nothing. You were terrible. Now I think on yeah. it, Oliver, you were pretty. I fa- it wasn't that, that that was he was the one I was slagging off yeah, when we definitely. left, wasn't Bare it? Bare minimum, Oliver. Oliver. Bare minimum, <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> uh, what have you got for us, Oliver? I don't know much. Well, you mentioned that um, uh, you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. No, because I'm t- I'm a bit tubby as well, and I'm trying yeah. to do the same thing. Um, it's hard work, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's the weight. There's it's basically you got to you know eat less than eat your, less and walk more. And that's it. Well, yeah, eat less than you than the amount of calories than the energy that you. Uh. Um, See, already expense. already you're bringing science into it. I don't want yeah, science. I, <laughs> My brain can't handle science. It's it's just like. It's just addition and subtraction. It's like, so, you know, an average person expends about 2,000 um, kilocalories every day. Oh, you're what losing the, him. What the hell? Are, how much? What can, <laughs> what can I eat in 15 seconds? What can I eat and what can't I eat? Just not too much. Oh, you can God. eat anything as long as it's not too I much. I love food. I love food. Yes, so do I. And this is the problem. Here's a tip. Yeah. Smaller plates. No. Seriously, because you will, if you get big plates, and everyone's got big plates these days, you'll fill it. I nearly said something that, I, I, I nearly, I, what I was going to say was, thank, Oliver, we got me one, thank you for that, do call again, was I was going to imply I was going to punch you, uh, but what I was going to say was, I'll fill you in a minute, and wow. that sounds outrageously rude. Talk Radio. Uh, this is Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio, Amelia and Az, stay there, if you want to give us a call now, would be, bless you, now would be an excellent time to uh, give us a call. Let's give out the phone number for the first time this half an hour, shall we? 0844 499 1000. 0844 499 1000. We will call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. I might roll a brand new car. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman. Such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out to pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine So, um, tomorrow night at ten I must remember this Richard Herring's coming on the show He's coming on to talk about the fact that I'm it all gets a little bit meta and a little bit up its own backside, I've, I've noticed. Because I, I did the Adam Buxton podcast. I listened to some of the Adam Buxton podcasts. I was, I was popping too much. Popping too much. And I was talking too much. Um, but you can get the, the Adam Buxton podcast. But Richard Herring's coming on tomorrow because I'm going on on his Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Recording it on June the 6th. The early show, uh, and tickets are nearly sold out. Not because of me, there's, an, there's another show on afterwards which, with, with Tony Law, who's like, good. So that's what the tickets will have sold out for. I'm dreading it. So if you c- do come down, and, you know, if you fancy it, I'll, I'll try and stick around. I, I think there's an interval, and I will try and stick around, and, you know, if you want to have pictures done and stuff like that, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I kind of have to nip off, because that means I'll get here about nine, half nine. Oh. You coming, Boyley? You got work. You got work to do. You can't make it. That's such a shame. Oh, that's a real shame. Never mind. Never mind. You got work to do, mate. That, that, you got to stay here and do that. Uh, so anyway, tonight's show. What is it? We are talking. Um, well, we're kind of a bit spooky tonight. A little bit spooky. If you were listening to Howard Hughes last night, I'm Howard Hughes. I'm Howard Hughes. I don't need to work on that. Um, he's brilliant. He's on the show next week. But his he, his guest top bullshine, and we heard about um, Sasquatch wants to start a war with us. The Yeti is going to start a war with us human beings. That's going to happen. So your spooky stories. Um, what else? I'm just talking about whatever happens, really. I've got some bits and pieces, but... Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. 499 Amelia, stay there. As is on the line. Evening, As. Yo, evening. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. As you were, Ian. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Is, is Cap still there? 
She's, she's, she can hear you. She's through the glass, though, editing, um, the, uh, podcast. Oh, I was just going to say, Buenas tardes, como estas? But she can't reply to me, so she's, I'll just assume she's, bien. She's nodding. She's nodding, yes. No problem. Not a problem. I had a spooky story for you. Okay, let me get them. In that case, we need to get some... Oh, I, need a spooky, I need a spooky music. We can get some spooky music. Hang on a minute. I've got to find it, because I've got loads of windows open here. Hang on. Um... <laughs> Is this I it? check my road in the morning. No, that's not it. Hang I'm on. scared. Hang on. No, hang on. What's this? No, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Bring it. It's just a number. It's just a number. Love 18. Just a day. Does that make me dirty? Baby, baby. It's just somewhere. reset everything yes go on as let's hear okay. your spooky number so i was in an airport with a bunch of friends yeah. late at night i can't remember which airport it was it was either oslo or copenhagen somewhere cold yeah but we were sitting down at a burger king and we all had whoppers or yeah. should i say whoppers whoppers and we were in a little booth eating our food as yeah. you do in the booth behind me there was a, a girl in her mid-thirties, I was guessing. She had a Whopper as well. Opposite her on the same table were two more Whoppers. But no one with the Whoppers. Yeah. So my initial assumption was, well, the two people to whom those Whoppers belonged to had probably gone to the bathroom to relieve themselves after a long flight. Yeah, of course. But she was having a conversation with those two people who were not present. She was just chatting away. What the hell? But she wasn't just talking to herself, and she didn't have any, like, headphones or anything in her ear. She was looking at one burger and then the next burger, and she was just having a conversation. What were they talking so, about? I don't know, because it was in, like, foreign. So, now I don't know whether she was crazy, yeah, or well. whether there were two people there who we just couldn't see. Yeah. But she was having a full-on conversation. I'll tell you what I and think... What, yeah. Now, now I want a Whopper. I want a Whopper, too. Man, I love a Whopper. But what I want to know is, yeah. what should I have done? Because I didn't do anything. And to this day, I don't know what the situation was. Should I have gone over to her and say, Hi there, would you and your friends like to join us? Or The, burger, the problem with Burger King is their mascot is creepy. Because their mascot... 
Right, Ronald McDonald is a, he's a, an insane genius, right? He's a clown, he's insane, he's a genius, right? Now, but how, also kind of creepy. Well, yeah, creepy, yeah, yeah, kind of, but you can see his face, right? Whereas the Burger King, he's like a plastic-faced king, oh, isn't yeah, he? yeah, it's a mask. It's like a mask. Now that is, is it, is it like the Phantom of the Opera, or is it like a celebrity <laughs> under there? Hey, here's the thing, I meant to look this up, I'll look this up on YouTube to see if it actually exists, right? I meant to, this is how my, much I was procrastinating. There was a really famous singer in the 70s, right? He was an actor, and then he became a singer. He had a couple of really big hits, and one of his songs popped up on, um, Shuffle. Well, not even a, a filler, an album filler, but it's a really good song. I thought, who's this? Oh, blimey, it's him. And it reminded me, right? Of when he first started singing, he was quite a well-known actor. When he first started singing, his first few television performances, he wore a balaclava, right? Because he wanted the he wanted the music to sell itself, not his name. Catherine's shaking coffee beans. No, 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 no. I am sure. Let me have a look. I'm going to type in. Uh, uh, um. The Covered Man. The Covered Man. Here we go. Here we go. It was the it was the Covered Man. Oh, what I kind just, of music was it? It was good music. It was bloody good music. I'm going to look it up. Well, you, you do, I, I can't actually find any um, um, footage of it, and so I, I may have dreamt it. Um, oh, gonna, I'm not going to bother then. No, hang on. I'm going to type in balaclava. Balaclava. No, there is actually no video footage of it existing, which which doesn't doesn't prove doesn't prove that it's not real, does it? As that in itself is spooky, isn't it? Just thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here comes a cup of tea. Thank you very much, Ed. Um, I'm getting um, um right. I need to type in Amelia. Hello, Ian. Hey, Amelia. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm going to dial someone in America in a second. What's the... It's 001, isn't it? 001. Do you remember last week when we, um... we Did you listen when we love-bombed the periscopers? Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't think I did. You would you would know it if, if you did. Basically, there were some people on Periscope, and we found some that didn't have many viewers, and we went, and loads of people piled onto their Periscope and, and, and watched them and joined in. And we found this brilliant, we ended up with this brilliant girl called Gina, who's in Brighton. She only had one viewer, and at one point, I think she had nearly 400 viewers, and we were, most of us were sending her really nice messages, okay? Well, there were a couple of others that we tried, including a gentleman, uh, how old are you, Amelia? Uh, I'm 12. 12, okay, great. Including a gentleman who um, was very potty-mouthed, used some very rude language, right? But there was also a young lady who was drive, doing a very long drive. I think that was the title of her Periscope feed. And um, and she was singing. Well, she's just sent me her telephone number. So I'm going to... Um, I'm just going to give her a quick call and just... Uh, well, this is this is her... Um, I can't remember who it was. It was uh, hang on, let's, let's just see if this rings through. Hang on a second, Amelia. But you're, you're patient. It's half term, isn't it? So you can stay up late. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Then you, you, you work with me and I'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> let's see if this rings. Hello? Wow, didn't... Is that Anne? Uh, this... This is Alexia. Now, Alec... Hi, Alexia. This is Ian Lee. You're live on, uh, uh, the UK radio. 
Hi, Lane Lee. It's, well, it's, it, this is the thing I've noticed and, uh, about Americans, right? Because it's Ian. It's the capital I, right, at the start of my name. But I, I correspond with a lot of Americans for, for work stuff, okay? And whenever I send an email with my name, they always reply, Lane. And when I phone up, they always reply, Lane. They don't, I guess you guys don't have names that start with a capital I. No, uh, not not too many. Not too many. So it's Alexia, isn't it? Yep. Alexia. Yes. Alexia, you um, were, were, were did you you were driving the other day, and we all piled in on your periscope. Um, where were you driving from, and where were you driving to, and how long was that journey really? Uh, I was driving to uh, Sioux City, Iowa, which is about an hour and fifteen minutes from where I live to go to volleyball practice. That's not a very long drive. Not really, no. I thought it was like, because you're Americans, I thought it was like a cross-country or something. Oh, no. <laughs> How, what is Iowa like, Alexia? Because Iowa, to me, conjures up, um, it, it, it sounds kind of, uh, it's one of those places that, that doesn't get mentioned as much as the obvious places, like Texas and New York and L.A. But I imagine Iowa is kind of countryfied, there's big fields, there's big farms, and everyone's nice to each other, and they carry guns. Is that right? Well, yeah, you're pretty much right about that. We we don't carry too many guns just no. when it's about hunting season. But wow. yeah, we we have lots of fields. We're all really caring and nice to each other. Kind of like just one big family here. That's it. See, that sounds nice, and that's what um, I, I want to imagine that all of America is like. But sadly, some America's quite grotty, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, now you, we saw you. Anyone who joined in the other night. Um, saw you singing as you were driving along did anyone else see me yeah we had you know no, no, we we saw we we had about 300 of us piled in to watch your um your periscope feed and we all saw you singing and i thought you had a really good voice well thank you and i, I don't suppose there's any chance you could give us a little burst now is there um well come, come on alexia come on uh, <laughs> I'd have to see what's on the radio or something. <laughs> Can you only sing along with the radio? <laughs> That's no, cool. I, I sing acapella all the time. Okay. Actually. Okay. Well, if you, if, listen, I mean, can we persuade you to just sing a little? You, you never know, one of the Beatles might be listening. <laughs> I've, I've met, actually, I, um, I've met Ringo Starr, so he might be. <laughs> uh, I sang the national anthem, uh, actually twice today for Memorial Day service here. <laughs> in iowa oh of course it's it's memorial day isn't it in uh in the states you got to sing the national anthem fantastic yeah do you want to give us a bit of that i can if you want yeah go on let's have a bit of the american national anthem for memorial day that'd be lovely go on all right okay here we go oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket Still 
fantastic the line was a little bit wobbly but your voice alexia was fantastic what do you do what do you do for a living um for a living i'm i'm a lifeguard i just graduated from high school so i'm currently on break right now before i go to college well listen you you never know maybe this could be your big break alexia um uh, you never know hey listen thanks so much for getting in touch and sending us your phone number and thanks for being a good sport the other day well, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Alexa. You've, you, you've, you've got your... Follow me on Twitter. Anytime you want to get in touch, just give us a, a, a quick buzz. Thank you. Amelia, stay there. Come back to you after this. So, I said there was a famous singer who, um, he was an actor, and he didn't want people to recognise him. I got it slightly wrong. He did... He covered his face up before he was a really famous actor because he didn't want people to be distracted by his good looks. Someone's just sent me... Uh, oh, hang on a second. Uh, hang Oh, hang on it. Hang on, we've got that. Uh, uh, Jack has sent me this. Here we go. Listen to this. Many girls and many guys oh, computer. Let me go back a bit. Hang on a minute. This is where he explains what's going on here. David invented a bizarre new persona to boost his profile. I am the covered man. Many girls it's a man singing in the Balaclava. Complain that life is such a task. The idea was that I didn't want to be known for what I look like. I want to be known for my music, and I did it. Cause I'm a man who has to be free. I thought, this is a fantastic angle. What does he really look like? Is he hideous? Is he deformed? Why is he doing this? It's so hilarious to think that there was a handsome guy underneath this hood. Very handsome guy. Who was the singer? David Soul, of course. David Soul. Amelia, we've kept you waiting far too long. What have you got for us, Amelia? Oh, you know, I have a um, scary story from when I was about three or four years old. Oh, hang on, we need, we need the spooky music. Oh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> the Here we go. Go. Yes. So, um... <laughs> hang on a minute. When you were three or four years old? Yeah. How can you remember that? Yes, it was only nine years ago for you, but it still... scary. The people can't remember the three or four. It's something I just remember because of it was such a really scary thing. All right, carry on. In that case, continue, Avu. Continue, Avu. So I was about three or four years old, and um, we lived in this flat. And um, every night there'd be like a thump or something would go on. Yeah. And um, one night um, my mum was taking me to bed. Yeah. And on the stairs was this shadow, and it was like a. It was, a, it was a shadow, but it was very visible. Yeah. A visible and, shadow. Yeah. A visible shadow. It was, like, black. Yeah. And it had... You could visibly see its face and eyes and everything. Whoa. And um, I'd say, Mum, it's a shadow, it's a shadow. And then it would just fade away into the wall. Yeah. And um, so this carried on for a continuous... For loads of nights. And I'll, my mum and my brothers and my dad could never see the shadow. And... Um, but some, sometimes at night they would hear whispers in their ears saying, help me. Oh, my gosh. And um, there was this night when it kept on coming to my room at the door. Oh, yeah. I, I kept on saying, Mum, please, can I go to another room? Yeah. And she'd um, 
let me go into my bed, let me, let me go into her bed. And um, so she went downstairs to watch TV and I was still up in the bed and the shadow came fading through the wall and it would just fade in and fade out again. Anyway, so... Um, this, I'm, I'm, lis- I'm listening, I'm <laughs> listening. Hang on. Russ, you listening? I'm listening, I'm listening. Russ, I'm Russ, hang on a minute, Amelia, one sec. Russ, what the hell are you doing putting us on speakerphone? Because uh, I always do when I'm on hold. Well, I'm you're not on hold now, you're on air. Yeah, you caught me unawares there. Fantastic, thank I'm you. I'm scared. Uh, right, carry on, Amelia. Got me and Russ listening. Two, two, <laughs> old, two old men are scared now. <laughs> so, um, a few nights later, um, I was in my own bed, and I woke up in the middle of the night because I needed a drink, and um, on the ceiling above me was this big shadow again. Yeah. And the eyes, you know them big light bulbs which light up yellow, and it looked like they were in light these bulbs. massive eyes? Light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. But you were three when this was going on. Three or four. What? Okay, go on. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the brightness was like light bulbs showing through the eyes. Yeah. And the fingers were wide apart, so it was easy to see. Yeah. But it was still a black shadow. Yeah. This shadow would appear anywhere. Appear in the living room, on the stairs, on the wall ceiling. Um... <laughs> and um, one night, my dad was downstairs making tea. It was like one, two in the morning. Yeah. What and, was your dad doing um, drinking tea at one or two in the morning? <laughs> this is a very, I'm going to be honest, Amelia, this is a very suspicious family setup you've got there. <laughs> Three year old seeing shadows made out of light bulbs, and dad's drinking tea at two o'clock no, in the morning. The eyes are made out of light bulbs. What the hell is going on with you, woman? Okay. <laughs> He was making tea, and the door slammed. He was drunk. And then he wasn't making. He wasn't making tea. He was. He was. He was. Um, Kaylid. He was. He was boozed up. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Oh, I think he was drunk. He was. He was slamming. <laughs> he well, maybe it was mum and dad having an argument. They were slamming doors. What was the What was the slamming no, doors last night, mum? Oh, morning. it was a ghost. It was a ghost. You weren't having an argument. No, it was. A go- it was definitely a ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you... Do s- you still live in the same house? No. I moved ages ago. Oh, right. well, well, okay. Have you seen any ghosts since? Um, no, I don't think so. No. no. Well, I'm not... Conv- I- hey, do you go to the theatre, Amelia? Yeah. What do you go and see? Um, just normal theatre stuff. Well like, well, like, what What was the last, what was the last theatre thing you saw? Play, I think they call them, don't they? Yeah. What was yeah. the last play you saw? The Woman in Black. Oh, that's proper, um, now that is supposed to be spooky, isn't it? Yeah, it was really scary. I have only ever seen one play that scared me, and I can't think what it was called. It was, um, the guy starring in it, I think he wrote it, is the guy, one of the guys behind, um, Darren Brown, not Andrew O'Connor, the other one. He's a really good actor. And it was, um, 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 it was loads of ghost stories. It was called Ghost Stories, there we go. (laughs) I think it was called Ghost Stories. And it was, it was proper scary, really. I mean, proper, like, you know, whoa, this is a little bit, (laughs) this is a little bit dark and twisted. Um. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. 
Cheers for calling. Thank you, Amelia. Yes, Ross, I can't play your music, Ross, because my computer's just crashed. Ah, uh, I'll let you off. I know you're, you're having them teething problems with the new studio. Uh, well, um, you know, these things, these things happen, Russ. What you got for us? Well, can I just say, uh, how, uh, impressive these young callers are that you keep getting. Well, they're more coherent than, than the oldies. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they? It's, uh, that was a great call from Amelia. Puts me to shame, or, you well, know, there are quite a few of them. Well, these, uh, these things do. Yeah, very good. Very impressive. Very impressive young lady. Um, well, I just rang up for a bit of banter, really, a bit of chat, and... Thought, Go on, uh, yeah. Are you putting the computer back now? on now, please? Oh, thank you. Um, um, well, I, I'm trying... i tell you what I, um... Oh, i tell you what I, um, bought today. Because it's half-term, right? 0844-499-1000. i tell you what I bought for the boys, because I'm going to have the boys on Thursday and Friday... Um, I went online and got some vankers. Some what? Got some vankers. What, what are they when they're at home? Oh, vankers. They're, um, they're a make of kites, right? I was going to buy some kites. Oh, right. I want to buy a kite, right? I was looking through them. I didn't know you choose a good kite. And then there's a kite made by a company called Vankers. And I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'm totally, I'm totally gonna get myself a vanker. <laughs> J- just literally for this two minutes of radio. They were, they, they were cheap. I don't know if they're any good, but I can now ofi- officially say I bought a Vanka today. Watch I, the overhead cables. I, well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we've all seen those horror films from the, well, those <laughs> public information films. No, I was out, when I was out running today, I, um, I saw a family with a kite and I thought, oh, yeah. Now, and the thing with kites, right, buy cheap. Buy cheap kites, right? Because I remember years ago, I had a stunt kite. I could never get it up. Steady. Um, but then, a couple of years ago, we bought, for five quid, a Thomas the Tank Engine kite, right? It was a five quid. It would go up at the drop of a hat. Seriously, if you blew on it, it would start fl- uh, flying. Cheap kites, it's the way forward, Russ. I had a nice one years ago. It's called UF, UFO Sam or something. I don't know. I mean, Nan bought me it and it was, um, it was like made out of foil and it was like oval shaped. Yeah. And it, once it'd get up in the air, it'd like, it actually was round. It had got like pivots. I don't know where it came from, where it went, but, uh, it was dead cool until it snapped and went flying off down the beach at real seafront. I, there's something inherently satisfying about flying a kite and i think thursday if the weather's any good we're going to go and fly a kite then saturday night we're going to go over to the woods just as it's getting dark we're going to go on a bat hunt and an owl hunt because I, I know i know some trees where the owls live so we're going to go and watch them that's what we're going to do that's the plan russ that sounds that sounds great mate i used to do that with my my dad used to take us up can it chase me and my mates when we were kids like and uh I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a little flask though. with some whis- whiskey in, and I'll take twenty Rothmans, and I'll educate <laughs> those boys. They'll, they'll never. No, seriously though, they, they, it's simple things like that, mate. That'll live in their memories forever. Here's the thing: I said you. to my six-year-old, right? We, we went out for a walk Saturday night. I got back late, and I took the dog out for a walk, and he was up, and because it was no Sunday night, and because it was um, half term, I said, "Yeah, come, come and walk with the dog with me." About eight o'clock at night. And, um, it was, it was such a nice evening and we walked in the woods and we pretended we got a bit lost and it was all spooky. Then we went and sat on a tree, right? We went and sat on a tree. And I said, right, do me a favour, right? 
And you're going to think I'm nuts, right? And this won't mean anything to you, and it might not work, but if it works, in about 40 years, you're going to remember what I'm about to say to you now. And he went, all right. I said, right. We are leaning against this tree. I said, right, I want you to feel what the tree feels like on your back and on your bum, right? He's like, okay. So just feel it for a second, right? Now, look through that gap in those trees at the sun setting, right? And, in, and just really look at what that looks like. And he's like, all right. I said, now breathe in, right, and smell, because the grass was really long. He could said, smell the grass, right? He said, yeah. I said, right, now look at me and just remember looking at me, sat next to me, and we were kind of snuggled up next to each other, right? With the, and, and when you're older, if you ever get that light in the same same way again, or you ever smell that smell again, or you ever sat on a tree in this similar position, you should remember this exact moment and remember how special it was, just me and you sat on a tree in the woods. Of course, he's six years old. He's like, yeah, whatever. But, Russ, if that worked, right, if that little seed is planted, that could be, when I'm dead and gone and long gone, right, that could be a pivotal memory in his life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll tell you something, right, here's something to try for Thursday. Yeah, go on. You've got the woods. Yeah. If you get a chance in the afternoon, right, f- get, go up the woods beforehand. Yeah. Get some little, little treats, like yeah. sweets, something small, right? Find, a, if you can, ideally a hollow tree or something yeah. significant. Yeah. Plant the, hide the sweets there, yeah, right? Hide the swag, yeah. No, right, seriously. Yeah, no, no, my, I'm doing my, it. Oh, yeah, go on. My, my, friend's, my friend's nan used to do it, and she used to take us a walk regularly down, down the fields, down the brook when we were kids. Yeah. We were only dead small. And there was this hollowed-out tree, you know, that was rotten. And she used to tell us that, I don't know whether it was fairies or something, yeah. some um, some some creatures, the little people, something like that, had left. Yeah. And, and we used to get to this edge of this field, which is an old bomb crater, and we'd sprint as fast as we could to, to beat each other. She used to do it regularly to see what what they'd left and see if they'd left anything for us. And it was so exciting. I mean, that stuck in my memory. And I was only about about your lad's age. Russ, listen, I've got to go because I'm I'm late for a break. But thank you, Russ. I'll have a bit of that. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. That's how you do it. It may not work. It may not work. And I'll never know because I'll be dead before that little um, uh, memory bomb pops up again. But I reckon if you just get the... um, if he's ever in that position where he sat on a tree, or he sat with his son, or the sunlight, or the smell, boom, that'll take him back in time. That's time travel. That's proper time travel. Well, I say proper. It's not as proper as Flight 1942. Now, that's proper time travel. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. It's a bank holiday Monday. It's, um, you know, it's kind of hot, and it's sweaty, and it's... Uh, um, and we haven't got any more calls. So, I'll sit here and chat if you want a bit bunged up i'll sit here and chat if you want to join in you're more than welcome to um and if you don't want to join in well screw you then i'm joking of course uh, well then you don't have to but it's up to you 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you call between now and 12 we will call you back uh, and after 12 we'll take um calls um straight to air we'll take calls straight to air i had a lovely weekend with the boys actually on 
Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, we uh, got the train into London. And you forget, when you're an adult, right, you kind of forget the magic that is in the mundane. Because trains are boring, right? I don't get trains very often, so I still actually quite enjoy them and find them a little bit exciting. Also, it means I can normally read if I'm on a train. I can't read when I'm driving particularly well. Um, but trains are kind of boring, and we're not. But, but to, to a six and a four year old, trains are like, well, we're going to go on a train. Yeah. Even the act of buying tickets is a buzz for those guys, right? So we came into London, we got the train into London, and we came to Waterloo, and we went along the South Bank. And uh, it was packed, man. Um, and we watched some street entertainers. We watched a contortionist put himself in a tiny box. And we watched some BMX boys having a lot of fun doing some stunts and stuff. And the boys loved that. And then I brought them, I brought the boys, the boys into here to come and have a little look around here. Again, you know, this place is work. You know, it's, it's the giggle factory. It's where dreams come true. Uh, and compared to other places I've worked, and pla- that where my wife works, it's tiny, particularly where my wife, she works at the BBC, massive, you know. So they go there, there's all these different levels to run around in and play in. Um, and here, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's it's a tiny corner of, of a tiny office and one studio. But they loved all that. And then, we went and saw a play. Now there's a, uh, and I'm, oh, I've got to be careful, because I don't want to do any spoilers, because this play was so good. That's why I was asking Amelia about what she goes and sees. But this is probably a little bit... This is actually significantly younger than her 12 years old. But we went to the Unicorn Theatre, right? Which is this... uh, This is an amazing theatre where they do a lot of kids' plays. It's near London Bridge in London, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. And we've been to see a show there before. And we went to see a show. And now I'm wondering how much I can tell you about it because I don't want to spoil it. But I want to convey how magical the show was proper magic they created actual oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand richard i'll be with you in a second they created actual proper magic on and off the stage right um it started off really awkwardly and i was thinking oh this isn't going to be very good big long journey into town and load of money on the tickets and all of this stuff and it's, it's going to be rubbish but very quickly like three or four minutes into it it became apparent that the awkwardness um was deliberate and that that was part of the show and once i got that i was like ah i mean it's like this show we have moments sometimes i, I sometimes they happen spontaneously and sometimes i create them where it's a little bit awkward for me and awkward for you uh the listener and they were doing this with this show, and it was it was wonderful. And it was um, Septimus Bean and his amazing machine. Now, it's based on a book. I've not read the book. Sorry, sniffing. I'll, I'll blow my nose in a minute. I've not read the book, right? And I need to read the book, because I imagine they did something very, very clever with it. I imagine it's one of those thin books. It's probably got about 20-odd pages, a big book. Um, and they turned it into an hour's worth of theatre by um, repetition. It was flipping hilarious, right? Just... For adults and kids, just hilarious, right? Just the right amount of scary. There was one moment, and I can say this. I won't say what happens in the ending. I think I can say this, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler, right? Spoiler. If you're thinking of going, then then turn off for two minutes. Basically, this guy invents a machine, right? Um, And he doesn't know what it does. And 
he keeps coming on with a different machine each time. Keeps coming on with a different machine. And he had this one machine. He comes on and it's a suitcase. And he plonks his suitcase down. And at one end there's a hairdryer and the other end there's a balloon, right? And he turns on the, the machine and the hairdryer basically pumps the balloon up really, really slowly. And it's obvious, right? The punchline is going to be the balloon is going to blow up. It's obvious. But knowing that's what was going to happen made it really tense so the machine is really loud and they they kind of started turning the volume of the machine up they played a drone over it so it got really really loud and the actors you could barely hear what they were saying with this drone and the lights went down and just kind of focused in on this machine and we're sat there all tense as anything because we know did the kids well i don't know if the kids necessarily well some of the kids would have known but it's obvious that this balloon is going to explode. Now, when a balloon explodes, right, it's, it's normally a spontaneous thing. You go, oh, what was that? However many times, oh, what was that? Kids' parties, it's like, oh, jeez. And we're sat there looking at this balloon, waiting for it to blow up, right? I'm tempted to do this as a 10-minute as a act in a comedy club. Just go on and slowly pump up a balloon until it blows up. That would, that would be an act I'd pay top dollar to see. We're sat there, this audience of about 100 people, kids and adults, watching this balloon. This menacing drone noise is getting louder and louder, and the lights are getting darker and darker until all you can see is this suitcase with this balloon on the end. This scene went on for about five minutes. And then, boy, it went like that. It was fantastic. Two babies started screaming. Brilliant. And everybody did the whole theatre went, oh, and then started laughing and applauding. It was a joy, an absolute joy. And it made me think, right, I've been to see loads of th- kids' theatre. I've been in some kids' theatre back in the day, right? And a lot of it, a significant amount of it, is rubbish, is kind of really patronising, is ill-thought-out, and um, is either too grown-up for them, they don't understand kids, or is too babyish for them, they don't understand kids. And this, this Septimus Bean at the Unicorn Theatre... It was just spot on in its in its delivery and the way it was written. Perfect. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Richard, come back to you after this. Hip hip hip, Richard. Ian, good evening. Good evening, Richard. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, if you want to call in, yes, Richard. Uh, a long time listener, second time caller. Second time caller. Why are you on speakerphone? Everyone's on speakerphone no. this evening. I promise I'm not on speakerphone. I've just got a terrible... My mobile has been dropped in water a thousand times, so the quality might not be great. I do apologise to you and all the listeners. Well, apology is um, considered. Uh, What was the the first call, Richard? Uh, The first call was on Absolute. There was a guy who called in who started off being very, very strange, and you you held back on destroying him, and it... Midway through the call, it came, it was apparent he was not well, right. and you you talked him down beautifully, and oh. it was it was it was wonderful. It was just wonderful, and I, and I never called into a radio station before, and I just thought I've got to ring you and say you smashed it. Basically, it was oh. brilliant. Well, they, they, I, it's, it's funny because I, I I hadn't um, I remember a lot of the Absolute Show being a little bit. Um, Mean is too strong a word. I hadn't quite got to this point in my life yet where I'm finding it easier to be nice. Do you know what I mean? I was still well, finding yeah, it easier yeah, to be yeah. a bit nasty and um, belittle people, I think. Yes, 
Yes. Um, well, I, oh, I can talk about that. That's, a, that's, that's another thing I could definitely talk about. Are we, can, we, can we be candid, Ian? Can we speak openly? Let's be candid and open, Richard. Why the hell not? Have you ever done magic mushrooms or LSD? <laughs> well, we can be candid and we can be... Why do you ask? The reason I ask that is because I think I was... I, I, I think I've got quite a good sense of humour. I think I used to take the P1S5 out of people a bit. And then... Yeah. In my youth, I, I experimented with hallucinogenics, and it just it opened my mind to the world. I suddenly got perspective on every single other person's point of view, and I suddenly became hugely empathetic. And I think that's when I became the, the nicest version I could ever be of myself. And I wonder if, if you've ever had anything like that. I know you've obviously played around in your time, but I wonder if you've ever had such an experience. The only reason I mention that, that's not what I'm calling, of course, no. was just... That that was what gave me perspective on everything, and made me suddenly realise that. Here's my here's you know. my thing, and I, I I've yes I've I, I can identify that with with a psychedelic experience, yes, but uh, I, I am rem- I, 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 I've, and again I've got I've got to couch this slightly carefully, right? <laughs> I I have been reminded this evening by a couple of the callers that we've had that actually uh, this show gets a lot of young callers, right? Particularly because yeah. it's half term, and therefore um, it. It, it, it's kind of my, by I have to act responsibly, and I have to sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are there. there I, I sometimes have to swerve certain questions. Of course, of course, of course, and that was not why. I no, 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 it. no, not at all. And I'm not angry. You asked me. I'm not angry. You asked me. <laughs> I, I'm aware, I, I, and I'm just aware that I don't want to in any way encourage some of the younger listeners to do stuff that I may or may not have done. And I also, if I come out, I mean, you know, I don't drink and I don't take drugs, right? And I haven't done for a yeah. long, long time. You can fill in the gaps there if you want, right? <laughs> but I'm also aware that um, if I come on and go, well, yeah, I did, I did acid and I went tripping and I did cocaine and I, you know, if I come on with a list of drugs that I may may or not yes. have done, then suddenly, then suddenly that becomes a story, you know, and that becomes course, what de- that becomes course. what defines me in the of eyes course. of some people. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, um, salute in a psychedelic <laughs> fashion. I'm gonna acknowledge that question and I'm gonna um, hum quietly well, to myself. Yeah, go on. Let's go down the I'm road. I'm enjoying this, by the way, calling. Richard. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. The reason I was calling and. I, I don't want what I'm about to say to sound in any way like I'm showing off, and I'm not. The, the reason I'm saying this to you is because, obviously, you hear people calling in with problems and this and that. And yeah. at, at the moment, the reason I'm ringing is because my life is so good right now. Oh, I'm, brilliant. We don't, hear moment, that very, we don't hear that very often. That's well, great that's why news. I thought I'd call. That's why I thought yeah. I'd call, because I thought I just want... It, it's not... It's not uh, well, half of life is luck and the other half is chance, as we all know. But at, uh, at work at the minute, I've got... I'm going for this promotion, and it's, everything's going very, very well. I've uh, I proposed to my girlfriend, of, my long-term girlfriend, in November last year. We're going to get married next year. Wow. Uh, this this weekend, we moved into our first house together that we ever bought, and you know, today we went outside and we took all the pictures as we as we brought the for sale sign down, and I'm just. I don't know if I'm, I mean, obviously, I've not experienced the birth of a child or, or these amazing things that are going to happen on my wedding or anything else like that. But right now, the the, the planets have aligned and I feel just, yeah. I just feel happy. I just feel so, so happy right now. And I just thought, why not? I listen to you every night. Why not ring in yeah. and tell him? <laughs> well, congratulations. And that Thank will sound so trite, but I genuinely mean it. And I'm, I, I, my, my initial thing, I'm a bit envious. <laughs> I'm envious of your happiness because that's not where I'm at at the moment. But I'm also envious of of all of those wonderful firsts 
mm. you just listed. Those wonderful first, the proposing, the buying the house, the, the the wedding coming up, the taking down the for sale sign, the you know all of that stuff is fantastic, and I will never have those firsts ever again, you know, and a lot of people won't. So yeah. it's 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 uh, okay. How am I feeling? I'm feeling slightly envious. I'm feeling slightly sad, slightly romantic, and <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, wistful. Yeah, that's those are those are good things to be feeling. So thank you. Yeah, for that. yeah, they, are, they absolutely are. And and this is not to say that I have been in any in any way have this easy and we won't even go um, you know and, uh, i will call again and we can talk about the highs yeah. and lows of my life but at this stage of, of the roller coaster that is richard i am at an absolute peak right now and i i'm, I'm just delighted and, and i know the downs will come i know the downs will come but at this stage i just thought to just tell you and just tell the listeners that obviously there's so much sadness and so much happiness out there and i i'm very 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 lucky to be in a position where i'm just things are just superb right now. and you raise a really interesting point because of and it's the nature because i'm hosting this show you know it i will subconsciously and consciously dictate the tone of the show because i'm struggling mm-hmm. a bit at the moment the the, the 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 show and also because i think it's a cool cool i think it's a good thing to talk about mental health and depression and all of that stuff yeah. right uh, that's kind of the tone that the show has taken. So to have someone phone up and introduce some um, joy, and we've had joy in the show, but introduce yeah. some genuine personal joy in a celebratory tone is brilliant. So thank you for that, mate. It's an absolute pleasure, Ian. And I, like I say, I shall call again when the downs come, and yeah. you'll console me. I hope. <laughs> well, don't we? Yeah, don't don't leave it another you know five or six years, however long it is, Richard. No, no, no. Well, listen, I'll tell you what I've done. At the, at the back of my new house, I have a lovely utility room where I am weaning myself slowly off cigarettes. So when I'm here oh. and my girlfriend, fiancé, forgive me, is asleep in bed, I shall, I shall call again and we shall, we shall discuss whatever subject you wish. Hey, just, just stop the smoking. Just stop it. The, the it's Alan filthy, Car- Ian. It's filthy. Oh, it's horrible. Um, uh, the Alan Carr book did it for me. I had a uh, one of one of these vapor pens, yeah. these vapor pens, and, and I dropped it the other day, and that was I never, I didn't even touch a cigarette, and then now I'm just thinking, oh, it's the evening, oh, I'll just have one. It, yeah. It's a horrible, horrible habit, yes. and and I would encourage any of the young ears that are listening tonight to well, never. They're not, they're even not going to hear that. Go they're not going to hear that. Of course, they're not going to hear that, and you know they're going to go their own ways. The thing, I, the problem I have with vaping, right? Yes, it stops people smoking. Yes, it, um, it, you know, it, it's health, it, it, it's less damaging. We don't know quite what if any damage it causes but it's still promoting addiction because you, you people will still be addicted to nicotine and what what gets me angry right is it's the same companies as the cigarette companies it's the same people behind it they if people go on to vaping right they're still paying the same companies money but they'll pay them more money because they will be vaping for longer than they will be smoking because they the smoking won't kill the, you know the vaping won't necessarily kill them so they could be vaping off into their 80s and 90s well they're not smoking yeah but you're still <laughs> promoting addiction you're still taking money from people by having them addicted to something and, and that nobody just knows me as what the future is going to do either no. you're, you're absolutely right and uh, you know for reasons we shan't discuss there's, there's often cigarettes in this house and that's when i'll occasionally go oh you know i'll just pinch one but a, a, a terrible thing but of all the uh the reason you know saying how good life is at the moment. If I could, once that's gone as well, buddy, I'll, I'll call again and tell you how fantastic I'm feeling, how yeah. healthy I am. Good, good, do it. Listen, Richard, nice to talk to you, mate. Oh, what a pleasure, Ian. Have a great evening and, and stay, stay chipper, stay positive. Thank you, mate. Ta-ta.
My pleasure. Bye bye. There we go. Well, there, well he, he's right. We don't. Um, we don't. <laughs> Pete Richard. Uh, we don't. Someone saying on the, We don't um, embrace enough. We don't like success. And by success, I don't. You know, I mean million, millions of pounds of stuff. I mean the success in, in in the example that Richard was 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 explaining it. You know that his life's all right. His life's not all right. It's good, and it's on the upswing. Um, uh, and we don't really acknowledge that enough in life in general, not just on, on this show, in life in, uh, in general, we don't. And maybe we need to a little bit. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. One quick, other quick thing about my kids. Uh, so we went and saw this play and it was brilliant. At the Unicorn Theatre, Septimus Bean is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I cannot, um, rave about it enough. And then it was near the Thames. And I said, all right, boys, well, let's go to the, the Thames and we can see if we can find to get a boat trip somewhere. They said, no, thanks. I said, Daddy won't be driving the boat. If you were listening to the show last week, you'll know exactly what that's a reference to. Daddy crashed the boat that we were in. So we were heading towards the Thames and they had one of those piazzas. You know, those those squares where there's like shops around it and places to sit. And they had these fountains that came out at random points. You know, the ones that's not in a fountain. It's on the floor. And the boys said, can we go and run through the fountain? I said, yeah, of course you could, thinking they would just run through the dry bits. And they didn't. They ran right through the water, and they got soaking wet. And I'm just stood there going, oh, jeez. And I said, right, out. Out of there now. Sit down. Because it was quite warm. I thought, thought they might dry, but they were soaking wet. And I said, right, boys, I'm very angry with you. You're soaking wet. I've got no clean clothes. We haven't got time for a boat trip now. Now we need to go into Oxford Street, which I didn't want to go to, and buy some new clothes. So this is going to cost me a lot of money, and it's, you know, scuppered our afternoon. And then I said, now that's me talking to you as a daddy. But what I think you did was really, really funny, actually. But I'm, I'm still angry. I'm allowed to be angry. But what you did was very, very funny. And then we went into central London and I said to my eldest, here's a thing for you. Right, you know you're in trouble, right? Because what you did. He said, yeah, I'm really sorry. It's okay. Did the fun outweigh the amount of trouble that you're in? And his face, you could see him considering this possibility. Did the fun outweigh the amount of trouble you're in? And he thought about it for about a minute and he went, yeah, yeah, I think it was, I think it did. I think the fun was more than the trouble. And I went, right, well, you keep that in mind, son. I thought it was very funny, but I had to tell you off. Now, let's go and buy some new clothes. Call straight to air after this. Talk radio. Man, I'm tired. Another hour to go, though, guys. Um, we'll take call straight to air for the last hour of the show. Kath will come in. When she's got the podcast all up and ready. Um, if you've not listened to the last hour before, well, it's even more laid back and free flowing than the first two hours. Don't call in now. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you when to call in. All right. This is Ian Lee and you're listening to Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
been sent a text by Barry from Watford of all people and when I find out which one of you gave Barry from Watford my mobile number <laughs> I will be furious. Id was it you? you I don't know if that's what me. you do, do over in New Zealand but in this country we do not give the callers the host's telephone numbers. That does not happen, dude. So only, only your voicemail number. Well, that's the same thing, you muppet! <laughs> oh, you idiot! Anyway. No, different, it was different. I swear it wasn't me, anyway. I, I have no idea. Barry what from numbers. Watford has um, sent, me, sent me a text during that saying, Make sure you back announce it. Back announce it? Back announce it? What, that, what do you think this is? This is the heart or something? We to back announce it? Well, uh, it was the Monkeys. That's from their new album. That's me and Magdalena. I see Gervais jumping on the Monkeys bandwagon. Oh, is he? Tweeting about that song. Oh, I love that song. Gervais, get get out of it, mate. They're they're mine, Gervais. You're not having the Monkeys, all right? That is not happening uh, at all. Catherine joins me back in the studio. Yes, that's me. Well done. Um, Oh, you all right? I've got a bit... Got a touch of the rays. Touch of the rays, yeah. (laughs) Touch of the race. Uh, we'll take calls straight to air for the last hour. Oh, God, Ooh, really blimey. Are. I had, um, does cheese make you fat? Yeah. Mm. I, I had some, I found a cheese board in the fridge. I took, well, this is the thing. Last night I found a, I ate a whole trifle. <sighs> there was a whole trifle being sat in the fridge for a day, uh, for a week, and it was going to go, it was going to expire at midnight last night. I thought, well, I can't allow that. To think what Julian McKeith had found in your stools, hundreds and thousands. She wasn't a real doctor, and yet she would examine people's poos. Yeah. Kind of, she was a real pervert. <laughs> she always say, "Oh, it stinks." Yeah, that's why it's called poo and not sweet. She get people to poo in Tupperware. <laughs> remember when she she pretended to faint on "I'm a Celebrity"? Yeah, hilarious. Where is she these days? She was on Big Brother last year. Bear Grylls. They've axed his show, haven't they? Why? Because no one was watching it. Oh, um, Chief Scouts him. That was the monkeys, Barry from Watford. Thank you. Last hour of the show. The way it works is, um, you call us and you come straight to air. 0844-499-1000, pence a minute, plus access charge, uh, significantly more from some mobiles, you, you can check. Um, but you can phone in, and it's, I'm expecting us not to get too many calls this hour, which is fine. As I said, it's Bank Holiday Monday, mm-hmm. Bank Holiday Monday at the beginning of a half term, so people, loads of people have gone away. Um on breaks and what have you so um i heard my neighbor's kids screaming across the street to the other neighbor saying we're going on holiday this morning and then the dad going i'm not just in case the burglar was the burglars burglars were listening exactly mm. yes yes um uh, they're, they're repeating that secret life of pups human pups right 
perverts. People that well, adults that dress up as dogs and then um, apparently from the guy from Hertfordshire. Yeah, I wonder who was chasing that with the old place. Yeah, to get him on. Yeah. We know exactly who would get him on. Um, he he wasn't doing it in a sexual way, even though it was a rubber suit. And the last time I checked, Dalmatians aren't made of uh, Come rubber. Come on, guys. Anyway, he went to this... I watched it on Gogglebox. He went to this uh, convention in... Ho- I'm going to say Holland. Yeah. Where he was the only doggy that did have a bottom in his trousers. Oh, the others were bare bum? Yeah, and they were, like, humping each other and stuff. That was their act. And he went on and, like, played fetch for five minutes. Didn't win. Have you ever been to a convention? Not one like that, no. They are, um... They're not really that big over here. I've been to a couple of KISS conventions over here. I hosted a couple of KISS conventions. I used to be quite a big KISS fan. And they were big deals, like, you know... People dress up, right? People would dress up and I had to judge the tattoo competition and the makeup competition. Of course I'm going to give it to a nine-year-old with Gene Simmons makeup on. Of course I'm going to do that. Uh, And it was good. And they had a couple of members from KISS, like, from 80s KISS were there and stuff. Uh, and, and you have was, to pay for their signatures and that, don't you? Yeah, um, you didn't there, I don't think. I mean, I paid a hundred dollars for a monkey signature, and that was, um, but it was it was good, and it was it's it was nice. It was quite. I mean, it was quite small. It was over two days, right? Um, and they were dressed to kill. Who were a brilliant Kiss tribute band, dressed to kill. Ian Danter's in dressed to kill. Ian Danter's on top. Oh sport. yeah, he's the drummer. He's the oh, cat he man. He told me that was yeah, the way the he introduced man. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the cat man. I've sung with dressed to kill. They're a brilliant band. Um, and um, it was not, and it's what, what's nice about it, right? Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is that it's, um, you're sharing a weekend with nine hundred, yeah, 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 with 999 people who, sh- who, who, who have a common interest, who are interested in something enough to go and stay in, you know, it was in Nottingham, I think, go and stay in, in a travel lodge in Nottingham. And, um, but so that was the only experience I had of it. I went to a Doctor Who convention years ago when I was a kid, but that was rubbish. I was in a school in Wimbledon. Um, but then, a couple of years ago, I went to, to the Monkeys Convention. Yeah, I remember you went to America, didn't I you? I went to America. I went to um, New Jersey. New Jersey. Middle of nowhere, right? And I've, 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 I've texted the woman I needed to, to finish that film. Oh, for heaven's sake. Make it made a short film about it. And it's, it's good. Actually. Anyway. Um, and it was massive. It was massive. Basically, the, the, they'd taken over a, a hotel... And there were people from all over the world, loads of Brits there, loads of people from all over America, loads of Americans complaining it was in New Jersey. Why isn't this on the West Coast? I mean, it's in the same flipping country, you lazy gets. I've had to get a plane. Um, but some people from Japan, I think there's some Japanese people there, and maybe a couple of people from Australia. And it was, it was brilliant. It was a whole weekend. I actually found it very, very sad. I, 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 emotionally sad not all oh, look at these sad people because I, I went straight in i was lucky because i was um a i was making a little film mm-hmm. b um you did a talk didn't you i was that was it i was doing i was showing i was showing some videos i had some rare videos right yeah. some rare videos that no one else had and so i gave a presentation and on the last day they, they had a panel and they said ian someone's dropped out of the panel eric lefkowitz has dropped out of the panel would you um be able to come and sit on the panel i said i honestly the people you've got on there are like proper experts I said, they said you can just sit you can just talk in your wonderful english accent and people will love you <laughs> and they, <laughs> they did. did and it was it was brilliant i spent an absolute flipping fortune there it was brilliant sharing a weekend in a hotel with um people who were all similarly minded. Do you know what I mean, Line One? Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. hip. Good evening. A couple of um time films for you, Ian. Yep. Don't know if you've seen them. Um 
triangle. Oh! I love it. That is a great film, isn't it? And I watched that with very, very low expectations. Oh, it's good. We mustn't give too much away. No. That's the trouble with these films. No, you can't really um, say a lot about I them. tried to sell this film to you, Kath, and you didn't like the sound of it. It's got that Australian woman from Home and Away in it. Melissa George. Melissa George. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, she is brilliant in it. It when, is when you, such a good film. When you get her on the right part, you can't beat her. I don't think she's good at anything. I don't know why. I don't know why that film wasn't huge, because it was dark... It was clever, and then just when you think you've got a handle on it, it just pushes it a little bit further. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Exactly, and I, I found that I watched, I watched quite a lot of it again, and uh, and then there's all sorts of little hints and bits and pieces which you don't notice. I mean, you, you, I had to read up on it a bit, but uh, yeah. there's lots of stuff going on there. Okay, that's good. Um, that's great to hear somebody else like. Oh, that. I love it! I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, no, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. A real cracking film. Yeah, look, oh mate, mate, you can get it that- for twenty four pence on Amazon. Twenty four pence. What? Plus one twenty six. I'm well. I'm buying that. I'm buying that. that and that will count as research towards my book. There we yeah. go. Triangle. Buying and that. So it begins. Triangle is bought. Beautiful. Go on. What was the other one? Uh, uh, and um, the other. Uh, the other one would be. Have you seen the one called Yeller? It's not a ve- not very um, promising title. Y e double l a. When you have to spell the title, you're struggling. Yeah, no, aren't I, don't, you, really? I don't know Yeller. Yeller. This is two thousand and seven. Yeah. It's a German film with subtitles don't let that put you off there no 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 um, i don't know i've got it uh, oh hang on a second yeller um hang on we've got, we got, we got it uh following a near-death experience yeller nina hoss flees her eastern german hometown failed marriage and broken dreams to start again in hanover by chance she finds work with ambitious and determined young executive philip uh, uh, uh he doesn't mention couple- time travel well, now you see, we mustn't give too much... Orders. <laughs> hey, one more, one more, right, before we go to the break, right? And I can't remember what it's called, so you might have to help me fill in the blanks, right? It's where a guy places an advert in a newspaper, right? Mm. Um, and some journalists see it and think they'll do it as, like, a crank story, and it says, um... Uh, so, uh, partner wanted to travel through time, must be good with weapons and, and fighting or something, Right? Um, yeah. have you seen it? Well, I think it's called, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, flipping it. Someone on Twitter will know what it's called, right? It is brilliant. It is absolutely um, brilliant. Um, and they go and, they go and interview this guy, right? And he turns yeah. out he's a, he's a nut job, right? But he's got a machine that he thinks is a time machine. And again, I can't say too much about it. Yeah, yeah. Someone will know it. Are we, um, are we going to a break? Yeah, we're going to a break. Why, do you want to give us one more? Well, I just say one, uh, well, yeah, um, um, I, I just wanted to say that I've, I have seen the human caterpillar, I say that for oh, another. Oh, jeez. And, um, and uh, on, I'll end on this bombshell, that, um, I do actually have my own time machine, and I might tell you about that, um, some day. Hip, hip, hip! Hip, hip, hip! But, 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 you already did tell us about it next Thursday! <laughs> Safety Not Guaranteed is the film. Gosh. That's, it's safety not guaranteed. It's a good film. Mm-hmm. It's a really good film. Well, I look forward to you telling me all about it. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Seven pence a minute plus access charge. Significantly more from some mobiles. Calls come straight to air at this point in the show. Okay, let's play the game.
Um, Gina Davis, Nicholas Cage. So we're playing, we're pl- this is, we're meant to play this last two weeks. Um, if you want to join in the game, you're more than welcome to. 0844-499-1000. You have to name, uh, um, a female or male performer and their female or male equivalent. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. That's a good one. Um, obvious one. Brian May. Anita Dobson. Okay. You got it? Have you got the game? Does the game make sense? It's, a, it's, a, it's slightly unusual, but I think we can make this work. Ray Winstone. Kathy Who? Burke. Ray Winstone. Who? Ray Winston. Thank you. Kathy Burke. <laughs> Ray Winstone. That's how he spells it. Yeah, but it's, it's like Ken Livingston. Ken Livingstone. Dr. Livingston, I presume. Dr. Livingstone, I Yes, presume. line one. Hello. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Hey, hey, hey. Here we go. Hello, is this me? Yeah, this is you. Oh, it's, it's Oliver again from earlier. Oh, hey, Oliver. Hey. Hi, how are you guys? Sorry, I, I'm like, I was like, I didn't expect to go on too early, and I'm like, like a minute behind from the computer. Oh, okay. I, I, so I, got, I got a little bit confused. Turn the computer off and forget the computer. No, uh, uh, compu- the, compu- the computer is now on silent. Okay, good. What you got for us, Oliver? Um, nothing. Oh, well. Uh, you, I heard you mention safety not guaranteed. Yeah, and I'm, I agree. That film's flipping amazing. Like I, like, I tried to show it my friends. I didn't get it. Yeah, it's just so good, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. It's 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 it's, it's so clever <laughs> and so like, well yeah. done. I know. It's like the ending. It, like you, you can't you can't say what happens because it's like well. There, and also, there's also like, that beautiful scene. There's this it, what. There's a song in there, isn't there? He sings a song, and the song is incredible, yeah, isn't yeah. it? When, 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 where, when the, the, the campsite. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I remember getting a little bit obsessed with the, um, uh, song. What was the song? I'm trying to find it now. Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, song. Here we go, here we go. The song was, um, I remember right. being... Here we go. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is the... Right. S- Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Whack this up, Ed. Whack this up. Who's that? Is that a guitar? Uh, There's always one. It's... Please. No, it's not. Here we go. Listen to this song, right? Hang on. Hang on, let me find it. Hang on, it's coming. I'm just jumping... Here we go. Listen to this. This is stunning. Stand straight Fall back in line Get to work on time Everyone In the big machine Tries to break your heart And pull you underneath Maybe I'm wrong And all that you get is what you see Maybe I'm right And there's something out there Talking in their sleep. They push a lot of air around, but don't say much of anything. Except when they laugh at me, like ghosts under a sheet. Everybody's talking in their sleep. 
Oh man, that's such a lovely song, isn't it? And it's, and, and what's great is because he's been the joke of the film. You think he's mentally subnormal, and he's like this big idiot, and then he I've got yeah. goosebumps, and then he just he just sings that, and it's stunning, isn't it? Yeah, and it kind of that's kind of the part of the, the film where you kind of start going, wait, yeah, maybe it's like a, a right what. Yeah, maybe there's more yeah, to this fella than there's... Oh, I've yeah, just ordered yeah, it on DVD, exactly. so I'm having this again this week. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it was on Netflix when I saw it. I, I think... It yeah, I, d I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. It was. Thank you for that, Oliver. Oh, you reminded me... I'm glad you reminded me of that song, because that's a cracker. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Nice um, one, man. Anything yeah. else? Um, there was something in my head, and now I've forgotten it. Doesn't matter. You can go back again if you remember it. Thank you for that. Good song, huh? Ray Fines. Oh, yeah. Kristen Scott Thomas. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, I'm kind of out already. This is a really tough game, and I invented the rules to this, and it's a toughie. Um, um, mm, um, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. Oh, hang on a second. Save by the bell. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Kids on half term don't do mushrooms. If you do, you might end up going to a kiss convention. Yeah, that's and that the truth. Thank you for that. Uh, I, I, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that that mm. uh, warning against any psychoactive uh, things. Um, okay, that's that's not bought me as much time as I was hoping it would buy me. Um, uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Good evening. Good evening. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Good. Uh, Rebel Wilson, Matt Lucas. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. You they, they, live to, they live together as well, so they, they, kind, of, they kind of work. They live they? together? Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. Where? LA, Los, Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, the uh, Never Eat Shredded West Coast. West Coast. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why, why did Shredded Wheat never sue Compasses? Because that must have done know. them. That that whole never eat shredded wheat thing must have really yeah. hit, hit business. Mm. Must have really hit are. them. I didn't eat it, but you know, gluten free. I think I've made this game too hard for me, Kathy. Kathy, you got another one? Let me think. Uh, okay, it's a toughie this one, but I, 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 th it is. I think maybe we've gone All too right. soft before. Janine Garofalo. Yeah, yeah, I've got a soft spot for Janine. Mark Garofalo. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you that. Ooh. They're both short. They're yeah. both short, kind of cute, um, and, uh, deep. Well, Kira, Kira Knightley and Eddie Redmayne. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys are that good works. at this. You know, they're there. They're in. They're done. <laughs> you, go you guys are good at this. All right, come on, let's do another one. You can do another one. Okay. I, I can't um, think of any. All right, uh, here we go. Helena Bonham Carter is a massive farter. <laughs> and Richard E. Grant. Or is that no? No, no. no. All right, Helena Bonham Carter. Who would she, who would she be? Helena Bonham She's Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. She's yeah. Johnny Depp. All right, Richard E. Grant is a bit more kind of. Um, He's another uh, Kristen Scott Thomas type, isn't he? He's that kind of one. What about Kate Beckinsale? Oh. Hang on a minute. Line two, you're on. Male and female equivalent. Jodie Marsh and David Furnish. Oh, God. 
No, I'm not having that, computer lady. Here we go, on the text. Wear a belt dress. Judy, Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench, and Sir Derek Jacobi. Yes. Yeah, I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have that. It's a good game, but I think I might have invented a game that's too highbrow for me. Charles Dance. Yes. And Dame Maggie Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but Judy Finnegan and Michael Ball. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> <Lock of balls. laughs> well, Richard and Judy are the o- uh, that they're the opposite of each other. They're, yeah. they're the ones. Yeah, Michael Ball is more Danny Larue. No, they're both men. Well, t- only part of the time was Danny Larue a man. It, when when he was a woman, he was a, uh, not. Michael Ball is more like Elaine Page. Yeah. 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 Well, I've made a, a game that's that's too um uh, too hard for me to play. You need to give it a bit more thought. I need to give it a little bit more thought. Something I, don't, I tend not to do. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if. You want to give us a call? Then you can, and if you don't, then that's fine. It's half term, and I know we've got um, um, lots of young people listening, and that's beautiful. And um, dig all of that, man. There's not a lot in the papers. There's um, um, well, there's the monkey that got shot. Mm. Two hundred thousand people have, have. Well, you know why? Twitter it's been pile on, won't it? 200,000 people have signed a petition saying they want the parents of the child, the four-year-old child that fell into the monkey enclosure. I bet Petra have jumped on it. To, um, to, um, be done for manslaughter yeah. or something. Which is nuts, really. I mean, if there was, if, uh, okay, well, well, how did he get in there? You've got to wonder. But if my kid was getting picked up by a monkey, I'd want it. I'd go and smack it over the head with a bottle. If a dog was biting my kid, I'd kick it in the face. Mm. If it wouldn't let go of it, I'd kick it in the face. And then deal with the consequences, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't put the finger at the bum, no, because you got. I wouldn't do that. If I had to, if I had to, I would. Yeah, you would just find yourself in the middle of it, wouldn't but you? But if a dog was attacking my kid or my dog and was like uh, was locked on and would not let go, I'd kick it in the face. Not a problem with that. Kick it in the face. As soon as the kid was free, I'd lift the kid up in the air. The dog can bite me for all it's worth. I'll kick the what's it out of it, and then the owners can then the owners can come and sue me. Sue me. Sue this. Kick them in the face. Wow, there's a lot of kicking going I'll on. I'll kick everyone in the it's face. imaginary scenario. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, shoot the monkey. Kid, well, well, all right, it's an endangered species, right? All right, and it's sad, right? And the kid shouldn't have been in there, but the kid was in the there. The kid, the, surely, right, this is obvious, right? But and, and I know some people that would disagree with this. The kid is more important than the monkey, right? Right? Oh, there's only 25 you, of these monkeys around. How many kids are there? Can you imagine the furore if they'd have just stood there while the kid got ripped from limb to limb? They waited 10 minutes before shooting it as well. 10 minutes? Imagine there's one of your girls there for 10 minutes. No, 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 no. Yes, line one. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Um, I'm mainly calling to apologise to you. Oh, what, what, the pourquoi, yeah. pourquoi? Um... I used to watch the 11 o'clock show back in the day. I should be apologising to you um, then, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then I would have been about 14, 15-ish, okay. I would guess. Yeah. Who's that laughing so, in the background? That's... <laughs> Who's that? Come on. Zali, my dog. 
Your dog. Your dog's laughing. Your dog is laughing in the background at you. Jeez. Um, what a cruel dog. Crying at the door. Okay. All right. Go on then. Um, yeah. So back in the day, obviously, you got pretty much your four channels and whatever was on was on. Yeah, I know. Um, Tell that to kids these days. So, they don't understand it. But you could watch stuff on your yeah, phones. Yeah. What? We didn't have pocket telephones then. We did. They were rubbish. Um, so yeah, um, I used to, uh, watch 11 o'clock show, really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, totally lost track of your career. <laughs> no no, offense. No, no, listen, me, me as well, mate. I'm, I, I don't know what went wrong. And then, this is the interesting, weird thing. Oh. There's no reason at all, whenever your name came up, yeah. something in my head just went, oh, what a tool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I and... I can't even understand why. No, it does. It does, though. But it do, uh, that I mean, obviously, that that's upsetting to me that, that 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 is the case. But then I have people who pop in my head. I mean, I'm looking at Catherine now, and the first thing I think is, oh, what a plum. Well, this is this is a weird <laughs> thing, and now I'm wondering if there's anybody else that I've done the exact same thing with, and I'm yeah, one, I'm wondering doing what it now. triggered it. Well, <laughs> let, let's let's not try. Let's not I- I- elicit a phone in where people phone up and tell me I'm a tool, maybe because that might be a little bit hard for my ego to um, to take. But I- oh, well, see, this is this is where the apology comes. In. Oh yeah, you don't have to apologise for thinking I'm a tool. Uh, no, I feel I do. Why? Well, you don't have. Why do you feel you have to? How do you know I'm not a tool? Uh, in the context of what you present on the radio. Oh, uh, okay. Well, um, yeah. Well, I, that, well, you don't need to apologise for that, you know, for thinking I'm a tool. But, but loads of people think I'm a tool, and I think loads of people are. T- you know, we all stop think- looking at me when you say that. No, we, okay. But we we think that people are tools. You know, particularly people on TV and radio that we don't know. And um, uh, most of the people I've met that I thought were tools were really nice people in the end, and weren't tools. Apart from Daniel Beddingfield, <laughs> he was a tool. <laughs> he is a massive tool. <laughs> Um, but, well, get gone. I was going to say, the thing is, though, I, the interesting thing is, I can't even work out at what point that was sparked in my mind. Because I used to really enjoy the 11 o'clock show. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it From what just, I remember. Yeah, it was all right. It had some good bits and pieces, you know. It was hit and miss. Well, listen, you're very, very you're... kind. I've had a couple of people apologising me over the last couple of days for stuff they did years ago. I had someone on Twitter send me a very nice apology, saying that he'd sent me a load of abuse about about lost bizarrely the tv program lost and he said he was really sorry and i said oh well fair play man but i accept that you know all apologies are accepted here well if he wasn't for um, listening to you on talk radio i'd have realized it pretty soon anyway because i'm massive fans of adam buxton and richard herring so bizarrely worlds were going to collide soon anyway yeah i know it's all got the the adam bucks have you heard the adam buxton podcast i did i've got it downloaded i've got a long trip um to drive next week so i'm saving it for that okay um, i that I, I i think i talked too much in it no i liked it did you yeah i heard you i heard you i don't i mean adam's such a nice man he's such a gentle man in the true sense uh, I'm, I'm nervous about the richard herring one if i'm honest because uh, well, richard's coming on the show tomorrow at 10 and i'm a, uh, uh, partly because i'm a huge fan but also he's he seems so bombastic and forceful do you know what i mean yeah he- yeah, I know exactly what you mean, but I think it also depends on the guest and how they're playing along with him. So, 
So don't be a tool is what you're saying. Don't, don't be a tool. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe you'll listen to them. And, um, you'll, you'll think, oh no, I was right. Yeah, he's a tool. Yeah, I was right. I was right. Hey, well, listen, man, nice to talk. I've got to move on because I can see the phone lines flashing. Thank you very much indeed. That was a great call. Line two, you're on the wireless. I'm confused. Why would you put a finger up your child's bum during a dog attack? Is it some sort of punishment? Yes, it, well, you know, yeah, in many ways. It would go up the dog's bottom. That's how you rele- they release their grip. I by don't having... believe that, really. It, it's true. I release my grip. You shouldn't be doing this. Sorry? Okay. Well, it should oh, be it was Leon from Gogglebox. Never seen it. Never yeah, will. Never seen it. Never will. I don't miss television programmes. No, well, I don't know. I watch Gogglebox. It shows the best bits. I don't need to watch uh, the whole thing. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hey, Ian. It's Paul in Canada. Hello, hello Paul in Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, fancy. Yeah, all the way. All the way um, from Canada. All the way, mate. Yeah, the, uh, the, your, um... Equivalence, actors equivalent. I think I've got one. God, go it's on. a tough old game, this, but go on. I'll go with uh, Richard E. Grant and Elizabeth Hurley. Well, one can act. Um, uh, I, no, okay, I'll have that, I'll have that. I've, and I, I've just come up with one. I've just come up with one. Go on. Um, go on. Lofty from It Ain't Our Fault, Mum, and Mrs. Slocum's Pussy. Mrs. Slocum. <laughs> I don't really remember Lofty. Oh, Lofty! You're a lovely boy. Was it, was it Lofty in EastEnders? No, 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 no. Well, Lofty was, but this was Lofty in, um... Alright, I'm gonna say it. Lofty looks a bit like Id. Right. Because Ed looks like... Id, sorry, looks like a young Alf from Home and Away, doesn't he? No, he looks like Don Estelle. Don't have flaming crows. <laughs> it looks like Don Estelle. <laughs> let me get your picture... Hang on, let me get your picture up Don of Don Estelle. Estelle. Don Estelle. There we go. Let's get a picture. I was thinking Don about... Estelle? The... Oh, I don't know. Don Estelle is lofty. There he is. There, oh. There's... Oh, there he is. There's Ed. I can kind of see that. <laughs> Even I'm going to admit to seeing that. <laughs> was, that oh, was that the really short guy? Yeah! With the bottle bottom oh. glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don Estelle. Okay. But I was thinking about Liz Hurley, too, what her uh, alternative would be, but I couldn't think of anyone quite as wooden. Hey, I'm going to say it. Liz Hurley is somewhere. one of the most beautiful women in the no, world. She's not. No, no, she is. No, I'm she is. You. She is one of the most beautiful, sexy, and I don't mean slutty, I mean sexy, really sexy, beautiful women. Do you agree with me, Paul? She's she had a lot of work done. Mm. Yeah, I bet she has. Oh, you. <laughs> but, no, but honestly, I think she is so beautiful. I tell you, the other woman is beautiful. The, the other most beautiful, the two most beautiful women in the world. Liz Hurley and Nicole Kidman. Oh, I don't get it. Yo! No, I don't think so. No, oh, mate, right. well then that makes, makes it even easier for me then to move in on her. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. And I, I watched her on a, her. I watched her on a pl- in a film on a plane, right? And I just watched her. I never, it was like, I don't want to watch this film. In the, it was about, it was her and, and James Bond and zombies or something, right? I thought, I don't want to watch this. I watched it. I fell completely head over heels in love with her. She is stupid. Stunning. Stunning. I don't get it. And Shania Twain. Those right, well, three. Well, that I understand. Those yeah, three. I yep. understand Shania Twain. I don't understand Nicole Kidman. Yep. And I don't understand Liz Hurley. Well, I, good. But, so, go for it. Makes it easier. Paul, thank you very much indeed. Because obviously if I cracked on with them, they would definitely turn. 0844-499-1000. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, I was supposed to call because of my periscope. Sorry? 
I was told to call this radio. Is this talk radio? Yes, who told you to call? I don't know. Someone came into my scope and said, call talk radio, call oh. this number. Right. And um, they, they must be up to you. Is this me and me? Yeah, what, uh, what, what, are you on a phone or a box? I'm on a phone. Are we on speakerphone? Yeah, should I take you off speakerphone? Yeah, speakerphone's rubbish, man. I don't, it's, it's awful. Sorry, my, my, my followers want to hear what you have to say, so. Well, who, who are you? I am no one, but someone came into my scope. The title of my scope was to scope or not to scope. Yes. And I was asked if... I could call in and discuss it. I don't know why I'm that interesting, but okay. that's, that's what I was asked. Well, you don't, well, not by me, I, I, but that's nice that you no, were. You, it was, it was by, guys, can you remember the username? ML29something1, I don't know. That, well, like that. Li- that this is random, literally random, um, letters. So, well, how, how did you get my number then? Because you guys called me. No, I didn't. You called us. No, I didn't. Well, you, you, you did. You, you phoned up, and it came up on the screen, and I touched the screen, and you came straight to air. Oh, that's weird. So, what do you guys talk about? Well, it's not weird. That's, that's what happened. I'm, I'm curious as to why you would pretend that that's not what happened. I'm, I'm genuinely not pretending. Look, I, I have proof. Oh, shit, I deleted the scope. Right, okay. What, what's your, what's your language, fella? What's your language? Because we're on the radio. Sorry. Um, you, sorry, you, you have sorry, no, you sorry. have no proof that we phoned you up because we did not phone you up. You phoned us okay. up. I'll tell you what, I have proof that I received the call. Not from us, My you didn't. I received the call and I answered it and you picked, picked that's, up. Well, that, that's not, mate, m- mate, as far as I'm concerned, you, you're, that's simply not true. And I don't know why you're lying to your Periscope followers to to i don't know if it's to I try am, and sound I'm, big I'm or not, clever because that's, that's that's not true and you know it's not true i'm i'm kind of hurt i'm kind of hurt no you're not I'm, yeah i am you no you're not feelings. no i haven't no i haven't because you know you I know that actually, you know I'm that actually, you're lying i'm actually emotionally unstable right now okay well maybe you should put the and, phone uh, down then because it's not really working is it i don't know what you were hoping to get out of this You've mentioned your periscope, um, but it's not really working. So, should we say, should we end now as friends? Um, yeah, what did you say to me, Mike? Pardon? What did, what did you say your name was? I didn't. You've put us on speakerphone again. Yeah. Okay, I asked you not to, because we can't hear you very well. It, it's difficult without speakerphone, I've got to be on it. Okay, well, I, I think you should probably put the phone down there, mate, because it's not really working. All right, fair enough. Shout out to Mr. Toffee Crunch, by the way, and Petalhead 1572, because... Okay, thank, thanks, okay, thanks a lot. That, that didn't work. My- no, we didn't. No. That, that was, was un- weird, wasn't it? That was uncomfortable listening. Uh, it was uncomfortable talking, and imagine uncomfortable listening. Mm. That was weird, wasn't it? What was, I mean, he's obviously was trying to get a plug for his Periscope, the name of which is, I've already forgotten. Um... There are cleverer ways of doing it that don't, don't, well, you can phone up and plug your periscope if you want. I don't suppose anyone will go, but don't lie like that. I mean, he was obviously doing a little piece and fair play to him. No one phones up radios and does little pieces anymore. No one does little pieces. And I kind of, you know, respect him for that, but it was rubbish. Mm. But it was, it was kind of the first 
prankish call we've had, which Again, is Again, kids on half term seriously do not do mushrooms. Or you might imagine people are calling your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quick. That was very quick. That was very, very quick, wasn't it? These robots. I think I've back counted properly. I think I've back counted properly. We'll see it. We'll see how we get in ten minutes. Um Yeah, that was that was um See the floor in his plan was that you were the person that picked up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Because how would well, anyway. Well it was obviously it was obviously it was he, he, he wanted a piece of the periscope pie. It's not how it works, buddy. <laughs> Line one you're on the wireless. Ian, you be you be I'll be your handler and you'd be my bitch dog. Okay, thanks very much for calling. That was the most terrifying call I've ever received in my life. <laughs> Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, did you just ring me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Hello, lovely to speak to you, mate. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? It was, man. Like, what's that guy's game? And also, to, to, to do something like that on a bit of the show where it's straight to air anyway... It just doesn't make, no any, need, doesn't make any sense. I mean, what an ill thought. Hey, listen, I'm all up for the pranks, and this show doesn't really... There's no point in pranking this show, because, um... You can't prank a prankster. We can't prank I a prankster. That. And also, the, the, the <laughs> show, is so, show is so fluid yeah. that there's no reason to do that. No, the, the, right, the reason for a prank is to upset a balance. There is no balance... Is there? No. But I like prank no, phone calls. If anyone wants to have a go, beautiful. Lovely. Be cleverer than that guy. But we liked Farmer John. That was a good... I mean, that wasn't a prank. That wasn't a prank, He mate. seriously was 28. That was a proper farmer. <laughs> driving a Jaguar something, something, something. <laughs> and the barn opened at four. Four. And sold puppy fowls. Ah, oh, dear. Never mind. Anyway, what oh, you got man. for us? Um, a couple of things, really. Yeah. I just want to say fantastic, fantastic show. Absolutely love what you're doing. I'm um, living in Cornwall. I work in the radio industry, but not quite as big as you. Um, We're not quite love as big what as you do. Either. Well, you're very kind. Man. <laughs> what, what do you do in radio then? I work for a local radio station, assistant broadcaster. But um, is it BBC yeah, one? If I could do half of half of half of what you you've done in your career, I'd be chuffed, mate. Well, you get, get, if you get diamond. sacked as many times as I have, and and, and, and <laughs> you, you say now, assistant broadcaster is only a phrase I've heard used in the BBC. Uh, it's not, no. Okay. It's not, but I have worked for them. Okay. That'd okay. be a broadcast but, assistant. Uh, uh, how are you, how are you, uh, how are you finding it? You enjoying it? Absolutely love it, mate. It's, uh, always, always been into, always been into radio. Are you making a living out of it? Like what you do. Are you making a, are you making a living out of it? Yeah, yeah, that's what, it's my full-time job. Well, that's not bad, is it? And I, I'm, I'm giving lots of talks oh. at the moment at schools and colleges and stuff, and it's really dawning on me... This this is this is the best job. This mm -hmm. is the best. It's not the, the most well paid job I've ever had. It pays all right, but this is the best job I could I could do because right, I love it. There have been moments for both of us where we've thought, right, <laughs> what happens if we sack this off? And I couldn't do anything else. I don't think. Not well, really. Well, I took uh, I took the took the plunge about sort of um, about ten months ago. Like I was working in uh, hospitality and doing sort of radio work. And I, you know, took the plunge and fully went into it. And uh, now I've hopefully got something lined up in London. So, oh, that oh, London! Oh, well, fingers crossed, man. I hope it works out because if 
if you love it, I, honestly, I think there's nothing like radio. There's nothing like it. It's, I, it's much better than TV in, in terms of the control you get and um, the, the, the um, spontaneity of it and the instant reaction you get mm-hmm. to it. So I wish you the very best of luck, man. Thank you very much. And also, you're missing, you, you know, you can be completely naked on the radio as well, and no one knows. All right, fella. So come, come on. All right, all right. I see what's going on Cornwall, there. Cornwall, eh? Pervert FM. <laughs> Limey. Do you remember there was a there was a big thing, and he's right. The, the joy the joy of radio, from one of the in, initial joys, uh, it, when I did a breakfast show on TV, is you had to shave every day and have makeup, and they would there was someone who would dress you and all this stuff. And radio don't matter, don't matter what you look like. Yeah, but I always like to dress up because otherwise I would turn into a right slob. <laughs> I would. All right, Wayne. I've been up. there. I've been there. Um, Once you're in that cardi, it's very hard to get out of it. Uh, what was, what was, what was I gonna say? Anyway, 0844 Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't Well, do I could, else. but I wouldn't be happy. I was so lucky I got the job at LBC, because it came, I got it in sept, I, I got two weeks cover work in September of the year after I'd done Rise, and I'd worked once that year, hosting a show with Holly Willoughby on ITV, a one-off show, and, um, no, I didn't get anything, didn't get anything. And then I got two weeks cover at LBC, and thank Christ I did, because um, even though I took three days off sick in the two weeks cover... You idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, they offered me a job. And if I hadn't got that job, I was skint. I'd spent... I was living like a lunatic. I'd spent all my money, all my savings, couldn't pay a tax bill I had coming up. Boy, oh boy, you know, it was, I was... It was really, really tight, and if that hadn't have come up, I would have been screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have been Simon D getting a job as a bus driver. There's a reference for the kids. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Last um, few minutes, the dying embers of the uh, of the show. I've only got one other story written down. Go on, let's talk about well, let's, it. I don't know what it is. I can't read what I've written. It's page nineteen of the Mail. Let's have a little look. Oh, it's these idiots, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they live with a bear. Look at these idiots. The, the day that a, a monkey's been shot because he tried to um, have it away with a child. No, he didn't. We don't know that. We don't know what would have happened. So, they, honestly, there are. I know people who are listening who will go, "Well, um, an animal's life is just as, if not more, important than a human's." No, it's not. Okay. No, it's Let's not. Put your kid in there. Human every single time. Human every single flipping. Uh, loads of children. Shut up. Shoot the monkey straight away. Rescue the kitty. Then there's these idiots. What, are they Russian? Yeah, I could tell from his face he was a Russian. Let me see, let me see. Look at his Russian face. Oh, yeah, for sure. That bear, one day, is going to turn around and rip their heads off. Yeah, 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 And then of they'll go, oh, we never saw that coming. Yeah, of course it is. He's going to destroy them. I would say, I never saw that coming. <laughs> he never saw that coming. Bear was like a good friend to him. I never saw it coming. But I was still not shoot bear, even though he eat husband's face. <laughs> it's not every day a 47 stone, 7 foot brown bear joins you for tea. Actually, it is the Russian couple Svetlana I and knew Yuri. I knew she was Svetlana. Well, listen to her last name, Pantilinko. They adopted their cuddly giant as a cub and named him Stepan. While they stopped short of telling him not to put his furry elbows on the table, step out. What, what, they deserve to be eaten alive. They yes. too much Paddington. Yes, line one. Good afternoon, well, Lobule. There we go. There's something I didn't think I would hear. Um, Catherine, pick a na- national anthem, mm-hmm. any national anthem, 
from any country. Okay. Well, let's go Russia. Can you do the Russian national anthem? Um, uh, it's not the one, one of the ones I've learnt off heart, but I've got the book in front of me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, which are the ones you've learnt off heart? Um, right. uh, there are 25 to choose from. You can't which sing the Spanish one, because it's got no words. Red flamurita perbashkuar, manye de shir, manye chalim, turkey that yo dup kobatuar, to leave him base and perspertim. Pray luf de vecha yular go, et chestalin du travator, kushesh de bur, nuk friko het, povdes, povdes vinye de shmor. Nice to speak to you, John. Globule. Uh, we'll speak again when we've got more. T- if you call before 12, we call you back, alright? Vestibule. Thank you. <laughs> That's John Looney. I've not spoken to him. What's with the bule? I've not spoken to him in eight years. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how these, um, he was, he was tweeting, I thought he, he won't phone. And he did. He flipping phoned. What's with the globule thing? He's nuts. Oh, that's just... <laughs> He's nuts! Okay. Met him once. And? Um, he's nuts! <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the last call of the night. Line one, you're on the wireless. Медведь, она очень дружелюбная, не будет убивать нас с надеждой. Thanks very much indeed. You know, that's, and that's, um, that's how we ended the show. I can never tell, I can't always tell if it's been a good show or a bad show. Mm-hmm. Because the shows are so unlike anything I've done before, that I have no frame of reference. Like I knew the, the Thursday show with the Periscope was a good show. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Because we did a thing. We did a thing. But I don't know if this is a, is the, I don't know if this is a good show. I'm not looking for people to just say, oh, this is a good show. I don't know if this is a good show or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the Shadow Man. I like the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. We never really got to the bottom of Sasquatch. What a big hairy bottom <laughs> that was. Dear listener, there will be a podcast. We will be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I leave you with this. What is that? Is that a guitar? No, it's called a zither. Can you play this? Not very well at all my dad had one he was really good will you play it it's please okay stand straight fall back in line to work on time Everyone in the big machine tries to break your heart and pull you underneath Maybe I'm wrong and all that you get is what you see Maybe I'm right and there's something out there Everybody's talking in their sleep They push a lot of air around But don't say much of anything Except when they laugh at me Like ghosts under a sheet
Everybody's talking in their sleep. I messed up a bunch of parts, but that's basically no, what it is. So good. Shut up. So good. Talk radio. Join the talk nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.